1: Welcome in. It is episode number 130 of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, of course.
0: The main event. Vent, 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 vent.
1: AJ Francis, OTA on the way. As in, like, if you're listening to this, it's probably available right now. Go get it. Yep. Go get it.
0: Yep, it surely is. If if you're listening to this, it, uh... It's going to drop around eleven PM on September seventh on all streaming platforms. Um, yeah, uh, the album is crazy. I got to perform on Fox Five. DC. I saw that's cool. That was man. crazy.
1: That's cool. That's a lot. That's that. That was really really cool. So so what's your like? What are the next? This is such a weird. So for those that don't know, AJ currently is um, a free agent. But like, mm-hmm. are, are so? Do you go about planning like shows? Like how do you handle all this? When you kind of don't know when the phone yeah, call might I just, come. I,
0: I'm. Well, I'm. I'm holding everything off until Tuesday because I think it's very real possibility that um, the Redskins might be pulling the thing that a lot of NFL teams pull. Because I'm a vested veteran, right. so if I if I am on the roster week one, they owe me my entire year salary, even if they cut me right. the day after the first game of the season. Right. So. Um, what I think that they're doing, they did the same thing last year to um, Cullen Jenkins, yep. where they cut him and then they bring him back week two, and uh, which ends up being pointless because Cullen was on the team the entire year, so right. Really what didn't difference help doesn't anywhere. make, right? Uh, um, but uh, I'm waiting until Tuesday of next week because it's that way for everybody, not just the Reds it's for any team if i was on the team week one so on tuesday week of next week if i am still not on a team i then i will start planning as if i'm never playing football again because at that point i'm not sitting around waiting for football anymore i got too many great things working for me hell yeah you yeah. sit around
3: wait.
1: i mean you're the main event of the most important wrestling
0: podcast that's on the planet. right um you got now that's, to- that's the most important that- thing on your list right and and everybody says when I when I first said I was the main event, everybody you know laughed and chuckled and all those things. But guess how many people send me pictures of me from the Mae Young it Classic? It is really funny. That's a funny
1: bit. Right there. Tag, yeah. yeah, that's true. That's, that is that's true. That's a pretty great bit. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Now,
2: is there any truth to rumors that you're going to be performing your whole rap album in the middle of a hurricane this weekend?
0: Oh. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, well, I'm currently in Orlando, which is not directly in the path of the hurricane. Um, but however, uh, it's the hurricane continues to veer east, which is what I assumed it was going to do anyway. Um, if we have to evacuate, we will, but as of right now, and I would be going to Atlanta to stay with my, my buddy, sleepy, sleepy Brown. Um, but unless we have to, unless we get the order to evacuate, we just going to run out. I mean, I haven't been in hurricanes before, so I are tripping?
1: Wait, sleepy Brown, like outcast sleepy Brown. No, I wish. No. Oh my god, I was that, like, that, like, I was like, I Have mean, you... in
2: Atlanta. Oh, you I'm like, the... <laughs> I'm like,
1: wait, like, I do. There was a minute there. I was like, does AJ know that sleepy brown? Like, is there any chance? Because I don't know if you guys know, but Big Boy's coming to uh, DC on Monday night. Yeah, that's a mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> I think your boy might be making it old. Where,
2: where is this happening? It's at
1: Fillmore Silver Spring. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Sick. yeah. Your boy might be uh up uh, for uh our are, are, are tickets still available. I believe they are. Your boy, your boy is definitely. Uh, if you're interested in going, yeah, I'm definitely interested. Yeah, my family yeah. is out of town next week, so I am a free agent. Yeah, no, we're, do... we're going. All right. I was actually hoping that maybe AJ, That's sick. if AJ knew somebody who knew somebody that knew somebody, you know what I mean? Like, that could maybe,
0: you know, hey, enter... what 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 day is it? It's Monday, Monday night. night. Oh, this Monday coming yeah,
1: out. Yeah, I got bad news. Well, I mean, I, I guess you could uh, find out. You would be up here. Yeah, I mean, it's possible you could find out, right, like on Monday that you're getting I mean,
0: signed? yeah, if I find out Monday morning and I'll be, I'll be DC Monday night, I you guys, one of you guys got to pick me up from Ashburn. Well, but I,
1: that- I think we can figure out a way to make it all work. I think we can figure out a way to coordinate all this to make it happen because I would really like to see Big Boy Monday night. It would make me very happy. No too. Yeah, right? What a cool thing. I'm yeah. really excited about it. All right. Uh, anyway, that's uh, completely beside the, the point of all this is get AJ's record. Don't be a dick like Aaron and just take the free copy that AJ gave him. Actually spend, like, you know, go spend your here's the thing.
0: Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. After tonight, like, if you you want to pre-order it uh, or buy it on iTunes, you can, but once the album drops, just stream the whole album like three or four times. If you stream the entire album from four, I think it's, if you stream the whole album six times, it's like you bought the album.
1: Okay. So, so do that. Like, That's a good thing for if you to do. you don't want to
0: buy, if you don't, if you don't want to buy it, you know, if you got Spotify, Tidal, Google Play, Pandora, uh, um, Apple Music, uh, anything. If you have any streaming service that it's on, um, you know, stream it five or six times and it's like you bought the album. Dude, and, I appreciate this it. Is,
1: and, I, and I mean this. Go tonight, make a playlist on your Spotify and just put the album on there consecutively six times. And then you can turn the volume off on your computer and go to bed and just let it play through. Perfect. And then you taken you've done you've done your part to help out here. Now, my better suggestion is go listen to it on one of those services, realize that you like it, and, and then, then, then spend it. the money and buy it like a decent human being would. But
2: but
0: barring that, if you're just a, a total
1: times. cheap ass, then go the other route. That would be my that would be my uh, my my advice. Yeah, I mean
0: and, and and the funny thing is is I gave people a lot I I you know the pre-I I I've, 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 I'm going to be honest, I've sold a lot more pre-orders than I thought I would. Um because I didn't think anybody would really truly care, um, and I was actually surprised to find out that people did. But on top of that, uh, the pre-orders price—if you want to—if you do want to buy it, the pre-order price is seven bucks. But uh, after it drops, it's ten bucks. So you wasted three dollars if you don't got it already.
1: I mean, seriously, get on it. Just effing get on it already. Yeah, it's support AJ OTA on the way, and really, I mean, no, it's not even on the way. It's here. OTA is it's here. Um, and that's an awesome,
0: O-T- guess what tomorrow is
1: OTA OTA day, OTA day, OTA day. I love it.
2: You know who else is on the way? Who? Vince Kennedy. McMahon.
1: Oh, it's funny. You should say that Aaron is uh, yes, we will start with Smackdown this week. And apparently I always thought the Labor Day week was supposed to be the big like season premiere week for everybody, but I guess it's next week because boy, are they going all in on Vegas Smackdown next week. Is not only do they have three championship matches lined up, but on top of that, yes, indeed, the return of one Vincent Kennedy McMahon.
0: Um, this not was. It makes it makes a lot of sense. Why? It makes a lot of sense because Monday Night Football starts on Monday. Yep. So this is starting the beginning of. SmackDown has to be the main show that people watch.
1: Okay, I, I you know it's interesting you say that because I had floated out the theory that perhaps this year they're going to attempt to, to compete with Monday Night Football and that was the reason why they decided to do Cena Reigns. I, and... I
0: think I think they will. I think that's their objective. But I also think that they know while competing they're going to lose. Right. So so they still should put their best. Most intriguing product on Tuesday nights.
2: Yeah. I, I think there's there's two things. A, there's that. B, um, because of just the way the schedule fell out, there was, what, seven, eight weeks between SummerSlam and Hell in a Cell. Yeah. So they wanted to have that mid-tier kind of mini pay-per-view that sometimes they do when they have those you know mm-hmm. long breaks. But I, I think AJ is absolutely right here. I think it's that they want to remind – especially for USA. I think this is – USA has always – Say that again. AJ is right. I can say it every now and then when you are correct. Uh, USA has always had a thing where they, when ratings go down, when they want something big to happen, they specifically ask for, usually it's Vince, but they, they have a hard-on for the McMahons. They, they've said it openly. They view the WWE yeah. as the, the mythology of the McMahon family. So it wouldn't surprise me if they said, Hey, look, we want to remind, uh, we want to remind people – that uh <coughs> sorry
1: easy over there Jesus. i know right you gonna be all right
2: they want to remind people that look you may be going away for monday but there is wrestling you can tune into and we yeah. want to make a concentrated effort here to remind you that throughout the fall you can still watch wwe without having to give up watching monday night football live i hear
1: you i totally understand that and i and i look i have no issue with the fact they're loading up with it. i mean it's 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 totally fine um, is this the it's first
0: going be a, It's going to be a fantastic show.
1: Oh yeah, there's no doubt about that. Is this the first RAW from the new arena in Vegas too, by chance, or the first SmackDown WWE show from the new arena in Vegas? That's
0: a. Good... No, 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 I think they no, did it the in February. The money in the no, it's not money in money in the oh, bank that's, was right. There. that's right, that's right, money did. in the Bank was, was there. That was because I was going to go. Oh wait a second! Yes. No, no, no. that was
1: the previous year. Was it? It was definitely at T-Mobile. I think you're right. Yeah. I think he's right. I think he is. It, right. It's
0: probably right.
2: Yeah, but but I think I was. Because I was going to buy tickets. Yeah, I think this past February they had it there okay. as well.
1: I noticed. I have noticed that companies are trying to dig into that. Like they they want to be, they want their events at T-Mobile Arena to be a big deal. Oh yeah. Um. And so I, I don't know, and I have no idea if that has anything to do with.
0: It. I think the other Bro, Vegas is what... a great crowd. Vegas is a great crowd. A and it's an amazing city. My friends, Sasha Banks and Kalisto. Oh, are they your close their, personal and friends? Their, uh, and, and their spouses—they are all in Vegas this weekend, and I'm super jealous. I was just talking uh, to Surat, who is Sasha Banks' uh, husband, and he—who also, by the way, shout out Surratt, he sent me a—he sent me a a three XL uh, Southpaw Regional Wrestling T-shirt. Oh, uh, nice. so, so good guy. When are we getting uh, him on the show? Guy, by the way, but, we uh, need to get him yeah, on. I, uh, we can get him. I mean, I'll tell him to come on. Whenever you want him on, we can get him on. Uh, uh, can he, can he come him on, him on right in an on that hour? hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can text him right now. Um, uh, probably not because he's in Vegas, but uh, – <laughs>
1: uh, Oh, must be nice. Yeah, what, what wait, all, wait, really, wait, really what else is he doing there now, really? I mean, it's, it's still like look, 10 a.m. out there.
2: If he wants to call us hammered on the Vegas strip somewhere, I got no <laughs> issues with this. <laughs> Uh, just to p- just to pull back in- the
1: curtain by the way, we were scheduled to have a guest on this week that some things i 'm sure you guys you're wrestling fans you 're aware of the news well, there' well, been we'll
2: pro- we may be talking about something later
1: uh, well, I know there's been some news related to one of the particular wrestling companies, uh, and unfortunately, that meant that the guest that we had scheduled is no longer joining us. Well,
2: we teased it last week so. well, yeah,
1: Eli Drake was supposed to join us again this week the new the new uh, global force champion unfortunately. <laughs> We don't know if there's going to be a global force. So uh, we'd love to talk hey, to Eli. Cause, hey,
0: re- hey, remember how I, I keep telling you guys that it always dies every four to five months, and we keep pretending like it's going it, it w- to die. Like, it went
2: for a good die, stretch die. this time. It but
1: was- but the funny part being, it always doesn't die, right? Like You <laughs> always think it's going to die, and it doesn't die. So I have no idea what's going to happen here. I couldn't possibly tell you if this one is really the one or if – they're just going to figure out a way to get through, and, and we'll go back to just doing this again in five months. I don't know. I can't tell. But I just know it's a very – this one is more awkward than many of the other close calls have been in the past. And so while we love Eli, and he's a Hager, he's a Maryland guy, You know, he called us from the beach the last time he called into the show. Uh, love the dude. I, I would still like to talk to him. Um, We're just, still hoping to talk to him. Yeah, at some still point. hoping to talk to him. Just a little uncomfortable, unfortunately. Uh, I got a text. I was afraid it was him. That, that, that <laughs> would have been a great bit it right was, there. It was not. It uh, was the not.
2: other big thing happening in Vegas, of course, uh, the May Young Classic is the final, semifinals and finals. Oh, in Vegas? Uh, yeah.
1: Oh, well, really it's this week really
2: yeah they're they're doing i'm pretty sure it's live after smackdown
1: oh i didn't realize that holy yeah, crap the other
2: reason that probably they're making this big to make the yeah make the that crowd yeah. and then have them stick around for the or if they're taping it before i don't know which okay when they're doing yeah, i couldn't but,
1: tape it before it would be like five four in the afternoon right it's so it, it, yeah
2: it's probably afterwards and uh showing it live well very so, cool uh, big day in vegas
1: very very cool so yes um ultimately the answer is we get back vince mcmahon so let's start there vince is back shane's suspended um, uh, Kevin Owens thinks he's going to sue everybody and is going to end up running the WWE. Um, there's so much.
0: How great would that be?
1: Oh, be oh my god! It
2: would be. One... We know where this is going, though. We... Well, it's
1: going to Shane. It,
2: it's going. Vince is going to come out, talk about how you know how emasculating it must be that Shane kicked the crap out of Kevin Owens and right. belittle Owens until he says, "Fine, I'm going to drop the I... lawsuit and I'm going to face yeah, him in Hell in a Cell." Give me a match in
1: Hell in a Cell, right? Yes.
0: I mean that's what it's. I down. think I think Vince. I I think Vince is going to offer Kevin like whatever Kevin wants. He's going to say, "If you beat Shane in Hell in a Cell, you can have it."
2: I'd like that. I mean, that, I like. Be, I mean, what I'd love, quite frankly, is if Owens demanded an immediate title shot. Beat Jinder, and then we get Nakamura Owens at the pay per view. Oh, but oh, oh, that's that probably be, not
1: happening. That would be really <laughs> wonderful, wouldn't it be? That would be really, really wonderful. But yeah, that's not going to happen. No, we're getting Kevin Owens and Shane yes. in, the, in the Hell in Cell, and yes. that's look as we said, that's fine. It's fine. It's actually a great place to do it because you can get Shane doing something goofy, and and that, that's part. That's what you want from Shane if you're going to have him involved in something, and it can allow Kevin to get back into another storyline. Before, say, Royal Rumble. Um, So, I'm fine with it. It works out. All on board. Let's do it. If they could incorporate... I'm all for them incorporating something where, like, Kevin Owens is in charge for a week or something like that. I think that's an awesome idea. But... Whatever it is, it's going to end with we, Kevin we, Owens we've, we've and Shane. McMahon. We've
2: seen this wrestling trope before. As much as we think that you know he could demand ownership of the company, as much as he could demand whatever, usually it just ends up being
1: that. And there's nothing wrong with that. And no, it, as there, Robert Randolph might say, ain't nothing wrong with that. Yep. Um, so that's where that's headed, and I'm good with it. And I think that they they have they have done it well the last couple of weeks. Look, I, the there is no if you're siding with Shane McMahon outside of if you say some shit about my kids, I'm gonna be pissed off, but if you were siding with his reasoning and his logic for why he was justified to do the things that you were that he was doing, no no, no, like not even close man like it's it's not even the neighborhood, but
0: they were able to move past the hall uh, i kind of like I kind of like Shane is the man, ah, I kind of like it because Shane's a man of his word told well, he's not like <laughs> Shane said, do not say my kid's name oh, well, again. That yeah, that part. That part, again.
2: I'm saying all, everything before he that. He screwed over Kevin Owens. He right. pulled Corbin out of the ring. He, you Correct.
0: Know. Like, he did
1: all of that part. It, then you, you couldn't pass off as did, though you were doing your that, job.
0: He, that's not true. He did not pull Corbin out of the ring. He literally he pulled Corbin out of the doing. ring.
2: No, he, pull, he pulled him
0: in the middle of the three count out of the ring. And that did happen. Listen, Botch. Yes. No, <laughs> i, know, but I was, no, no, no. He, I'm saying when I said he didn't pull him out of the ring, I'm saying Corbin took the shirt off and threw it at him. He didn't make Corbin leave. As the ref is the point I was trying but, to make. But, but after before yeah, that, right? he pulled him out of the yeah, ring, right? Like that's the point. Like he absolutely. I, I, I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm saying he he figuratively did not make Corbin leave. Now, yes, he pulled him out of the ring, but that's not what I'm saying. Okay, but
1: but he presented that Kevin Owens had the right to pick his referee, and then Kevin Owens picked the referee, and then Shane McMahon interfered with that referee. Shane McMahon was an asshole. He fucked, like, that, there's no debating this. There's Shane no,
2: screwed Kevin. Yes, period. correct.
1: That's there's no, it, again, it doesn't really matter because we're getting past that now and this is bigger, like, but the, if, if there was nothing that Shane McMahon could say that would make it justified and somehow present that he was, he was in the right, he was the face in the situation. He was a dick. I mean, he fucked over the guy and Kevin Owens had every right to be pissed off, but they quickly moved so on from that. So
0: you're saying, if you're saying, like, I, I get what you're, you're the point you're trying to make but the argument that you're both laying out is that it doesn't make sense for a face general manager to see a heel appointed referee cheating for the heel in the ring in the match and you then say, gave him hey, you, you got to stop doing that
1: you gave him the stipulation you allowed it that's on you you knew what I mean like what again in what world was he going to do something where he wouldn't try to benefit himself come on man like that's on you.
2: In again, Just this Kevin is a, go go find Charles Robinson. This is a
1: nerdy kayfabe argument that we're having right now, and so I don't really want to go too far down this road because it's stupid and it's. But you were the one that presented. You can have whatever referee you want to have, at all. That's that's on that's on Shane. Like if if you realize, oh fuck, I shouldn't have done that because he's clearly going to pick someone that's going to try to help him win. Sorry, man. Like you screwed up. That's the way that it works. You fucked up as a general manager and allowed that to happen, or whatever. Whatever is he's the general manager or the commissioner? I don't remember which one. I can't. It is impossible. I think he's the commissioner. He's the commissioner. commissioner. You fucked up as the commissioner, right? Like what? What are you doing? So no, I mean that doesn't. It just doesn't work out that way. He screwed over Kevin Owens, and Kevin Owens has every right to be pissed. But what they did very nicely is swerve away from that messy. That was a bad storyline. Because it was messy and awkward and, and Shane wasn't. And they quickly took it somewhere else where you can more quickly justify, hey, look, if you talk shit about my kid, I would be pissed and I, and I might.
2: It's, it's about the you know, fight now. It's not about anything that happened before.
1: Correct. They did a nice job of moving out of that into something that's far more logical and can far more, while it's, you know, while they still have all this other stuff where like, hey, you're, you're an authority figure. You're not allowed to do that. We have to spend you on a human level. You talk shit about my kids. Go fuck yourself. I'm gonna I'm gonna murder you. You know what I mean? Like that's anyone can yeah. associate with that. Sounds
3: good. Yeah.
1: So I'm good. I'm down with that. Um we didn't need a number one contender match. But we how
0: got about, it in any- oh, Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, how about uh the new day with the joke of the century? Uh
1: I can't even remember what it was. That's I don't know how it was the joke it, it, of the century. It,
0: it, 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 you idiots. When it goes uh when he says seems uh, Biggie says seems like next week the new day are the dealers and, and the Usos are going to bust.
1: Oh. <laughs> I don't know how I missed that. I don't know how I missed that. <laughs>
0: it's
1: actually quite good.
0: That's why that's why Biggie Biggie's like looking around like yeah 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 and then Kofi and Xavier are both like bro I don't think you should have like that probably wasn't board that you should have. <laughs> um as i was (laughs) saying so funny i was while they're standing in their own underwear by the way which i'm probably gonna buy a pair of i I don't blame
1: you for that whatsoever you definitely should do that um we didn't need a number one contenders match but we got it anyway which is fine because it gave them a main event for the night and that's you know that's a good thing um and as it should be shinsuke nakamura is gonna be the number one contender i'm just glad that it didn't end with the awkward scenario that i presented last week where for some reason they felt the need to somehow stick randy orton back into the thing this is how it should be. It, I, at this point though, you're getting into that dangerous territory. The way, it,
0: the way it turned out, the way it turned out, I'm glad that they did it this way because all it did was solidify Shinsuke as a main event uh, title hold, like contender yeah. as well as a potential champion. He
2: he beat Cena. Uh, whatever you want to say about his right. main roster run so far, and there there are definitely things to criticize. Over the past month, he's beaten Cena. He's beaten Orton. Not many people can say that.
1: That's true. That's a very good point. That's that doesn't happen every day, um, especially in a month. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah right. it's very rare. I don't think the list of people that have done that is <laughs> uh, is
0: particularly. Yeah, that list is short. That list is short as shit. And I guarantee most of those people on it uh, that did that. They were both in the same match with him. Probably right. true. Yeah, right? Or
2: really early in both of their careers. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: probably true. Um,
0: yeah, look, and, and for
1: that argument, it, again, you didn't. This was not a match that was necessary, and it made me worry that it was because they felt the need to interject Randy Orton back into the picture, and I was worried they're going to try to turn this into a triple threat. So that's the good news is that my concerns were unfounded, and I always say when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I was wrong. My concerns were unfounded. But you,
0: think, but you, re- you really. You really don't think it would have been an awesome? Well, I get why you, you know, say that. here's the like, I get why you would you would want it to be one on one. It builds for the storyline. It makes a lot of sense. Shinsuke versus gender. I'm for that. I, I'm cool with all that. But you don't you don't think it would have been dope to have a triple threat hell in a cell match with gender, Randy Orton, and Shinsuke?
1: No, I, you're right, and I and I did sort of allude to that last week as well. You're right that it, that would not have sucked individually just the three of them in a match together inside of Hell in a Cell, where we've never seen a triple threat. Like, that's a... It would have been a cool, different yeah. concept to do it. And so I'm not saying it would have been the worst thing in the world. I just, for the sake of storyline, prefer it to be Shinsuke versus Jinder Mahal one-on-one in Hell in a Cell. Yeah, I
0: feel, you. I feel
1: you. But it's not... That's not a knock on what might have been had it ended up being Randy Orton. That's just a personal preference type of thing, right? Like, I'm... and I, And you are right about that. It would have been a dope match. And it would have been kind of a cool... You know, this is something that we've never seen before. Let's see what what a triple threat would look like inside a Hell in a Cell, right? Like that would be, yeah. mm-hmm, that'd be kind of dope. I'd be uh, I'd be at some point foreseeing that. Um, ultimately, yes, you get you get that very cleanly. I don't know where you go with Randy Orton from there. Do you just go right back to Rusev for some reason?
2: I mean, there's nothing. He's not doing anything right now. So. I mean, but
1: but like, what's the justification for there being more Randy Orton and Rusev? You had a match; it lasted five seconds. I, I mean, like, what what is the justification for us needing more? Uh, and
0: Randy Orton's just going. to – I mean, Rusev's just going to attack him. I
3: mean, and it's just simple, just sort of go
1: it into one him, like you know, I right. That, yeah.
2: That's why I thought he might get involved in that uh, yeah. match last night. Yeah. But, or, or, yeah. Not last night, but two nights ago. Right. But yeah. No, I hear
1: you. I hear you. Um, the Carmella James Ellsworth thing is super weird.
0: Uh, A little uncomfortable. <laughs> I think you okay. You guys, I I when I watched it. This is what I immediately thought of, okay? I think that WWE is, is, and I might be wrong, but I think that WWE is trying to do, like, and, and it sounds weird to say, but it's kind of like a domestic violence angle.
2: What? Oh, that would be, that would not be a good way to go. Uh, because, hey. because,
0: because, because, listen. So, because, as we all know, domestic violence, does not have to be one way. It can it be does female not, to this is correct. Uh, um All she does is she berates him, she degrades him, she says all these things, and then she kisses him and makes up for all that and then hits him again to say, hey, you know, I'm still in control of this. Don't think that I'm not. I think that they're very subtly playing along. A, it's like uh, she, he's in a, an abusive relationship with Carmella from this point forward, and then he's going to break out of it somehow, is, I think, how it's going to play.
1: I mean, okay, that is a really dangerous road to yeah, go. Yeah, that, that's very. Um,
2: I think you can do it. You just have to be super careful. You can pull
0: it off this way. You can't pull it off the other way in 20 oh, right, 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 right. right, right. But you can pull it off.
2: You still have to be very, very careful. That's something that if you, you know one, one vignette goes a little bit right. wrong, the entire thing falls right. apart. Right, and you're
1: working with partners that you know like, are really inve- – it's a, it's a tough road. Look, I'm, I'm interested – my, here's my gut. My gut is they want to have an intergender match at some point. That's my gut. And they're trying to set up a way for this to be their intergender match, right? You like, think this, this
2: instead of the, the Becky James right. that they had been going right. towards? I think that,
1: okay. I think that they would have – I just – where have they gone with that? You know what I mean? Like, I thought that was an obvious choice. Well, where's then, where's Becky been in the past? That's a great question. I don't know the answer to that, and it, it's it sucks because Becky Lynch is great. Um, and and maybe they still could end up having a turn I,
0: I also want I also want to point this out. I want to we give WWE love shit, but one thing I need to say at this very moment to give them credit for. I mean, is you the don't fact, give them as much shit as the, 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 the rest of us do. That's true, <laughs> but uh, Charlotte, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch are two of the best performers in the world they are currently not truly involved with any storyline on their show and their women's division of their show has no fall off
1: i mean it's it's a golden era for female wrestling i mean it's it's remarkable look i i think it would be better if they had charlotte and, and becky there you know what i mean like because charlotte and becky and, are great and, but... and they'll
2: be coming back soon I... which is why and we'll get to this in segment two i think if you're bringing up somebody raw needs it more than a Yeah, spectrum. we'll talk about that
1: then um but they got a, they've got a great division. They've got great performers. I mean, dude, when, when, when Natalia has been living as, like, the sixth most important female performer on your show, you're fucking living good. You know what I mean? Like, if Natalia, yeah.
0: can, She's definitely a hall of fame.
1: Yes. You're living fucking well if, if that's at the low end of your women's division. You know what I mean? Now, obviously, she's the champion at the moment. But I'm saying, for the last couple of years, if you've been living that way... You are spoiled with how good your division is because Natalia yeah. is amazing and yep. a tremendous performer. And as AJ pointed out, a Hall of Fame caliber has had a Hall of Fame career. Um, so yes, I do think it speaks to the overall greatness of the women's division that you've been able to keep it relevant, keep it interesting, keep it competent for these uh, last few weeks as you've been dealing without your top stars being a part of it. Um, it, is, it's, it says a lot about the nature of the women's division. What else from SmackDown? Two more things. Oh, Aiden English! Oh my God, I can't get enough of Aiden English. Well, Aiden English has been wonderful for years. I just can't get enough. I cannot get enough of Aiden English for years.
2: Oh, yes. Oh my
1: God, they could they could make him a main eventer, and I'd be all in. I love Aiden English so much.
2: When the Vaudevillains first formed back in NXT, my one regret was that Aiden English had, and really, actually, it was before uh, like they started going on the network. Aiden English was pushed for his yeah. Main event run there, and then everyone came in, and he got pushed down. That I, I always got, had that regret that we never really saw that. So Aiden good, English dude. main event run. On that
1: so next good, and this is the thing too, right? Like, good to the point where it's almost uncomfortable now. Like, because you want him to beat Sami Zayn. <laughs> I, not only do I want him to beat Sami Zayn, I'm super pissed that Sami Zayn interrupted him afterwards. I'm super pissed off that I didn't get more Aiden English. Like, I get it. He's this is still an internet nerd community of us that's in on – like, he's not over yet as a face. But you start walking this fine line where, like, you think what you're doing is having the face, Sami Zayn, chase down the heel, Aiden English. But there's more and more of us in the world that are like, fuck you, Sami Zayn. I want to hear that motherfucker <laughs> sing because he's amazing. Like, it's just a fine line that you end up having to walk and things like this when somebody is so good at what they do. And Aiden English is amazing. At what he's doing right now, it is you know like it's there's a little bit of an awkwardness where like you have Aiden English on one show and then you have Elias on said, the other yeah. show and it's it's not the same bit,
2: but it's a similar, but it's a it's similar in the same vein.
1: and dude, they're both murdering it. Yep. Like they are both ten and a half. They need to form as, a tag team. Oh my god, how good would that be? How fucking no, they
0: good? No, no, no. I do not agree. I I think that their gimmicks are. Even though their gimmicks are technically the same, the way they do it is so different that I think that as a tag team, they'd be awful.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a different – like Aiden English doing the crying and he's well, like but, – But that's
2: – I, I would almost like that. dynamic. It's like they, yeah. they have the love of music to bond them, but they're yeah. still different people. I think you could uh, go down the fun Dude, route All I way. know is they're both amazing.
1: They're both just unbelievably amazing and they deserve all the credit in the world for what, what – When you're doing something different, this is – it. I love wrestling do things that are different. Try things that are different because holy shit
0: they're cool. Like this is speaking so of that, uh, speaking, of, speaking of things that speaking of things that don't smack down that are different.
3: Yeah. What mm-hmm. about Dolph, Dolph Ziggler? Ziggler?
1: Yeah, that did. I thought that felt flat. Like, I thought that sucked. I thought it sucked. What? I yeah. thought it sucked, man.
2: I What was, what was uh, AJ, I want to know what did you think was the point he was trying to get across with it?
0: Like, like what was that he per- that he's I'm I'm trying to tell you that he is, uh, in the like he said, in the ring, nobody can do what he does. He's a, the best wrestler, and, and people don't – like he said, people, you sit there and you don't care because I don't come out here and give you all these gimmicks. And I think that this is going to build, and he's just going to do other people's all the time, and he's just going to run down people in the back. And all the while, like he's basically walking that fine line that – he's walking the fine line that Cena and Roman Reigns – hip and skip across, yeah. you know, so it's like uh, I think that that is a breath of fresh air in the quote-unquote reality era that I think could take off very big.
2: Okay, here's, here's my problem with it. It's that you come out and, you know, he comes out as Cena. He comes out as much. He's basically saying, you know, you guys love the characters. Yeah, we love the characters. If people don't like Dolph Ziggler, it's because he doesn't have a big character. So I'm not exactly sure the point he was trying to That's make. That's the that. point. I, and exactly... That, that, but that's, that, that is my that's point. point saying, is, that, is that a good point to be making to show that you have a lack of character, though?
0: It's not saying he has a lack of character. It says that his character is an, a, a best wrestler in the world, and he doesn't need to give you all these other flashy gimmicks to prove that he's the best wrestler in the world. He just needs to wrestle.
1: Okay, I hear what you're saying. Here's two things that I'll give you. Damien Sandow did this bit and you didn't like it. You talked about how Damien Sandow sucked. I mean, it's the only time that you had, you had I ever. No,
0: no, 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 no. I never once said I didn't like the bit when Damien Sandow was doing it. What I said was that it, I didn't think when he was playing Macho Man that it had had any lasting power. And I didn't think that he was the best part of, I think that Miz got him over, just like Miz got a lot of people over, just like Miz gets everybody over. Right. And well, I think that once he left the Miz, he was going to have to go on his own. And so, was so what we've work, learned
1: is you're still exactly an asshole and you're it. still wrong about Damian Sandow. And but, I can't believe that you're the guy running someone down and I'm the one having to defend them. It's a weird world. But the point being, I don't believe that, this, that, that doing the thing where you pretend to be somebody else has ever truly worked for anyone. It was kind of the worst part of the big shows early not, run in not, WWE. He's
0: not pretending. He's, to be, he's not pretending. I know to be he's trying to use it people. to make. I understand he's that. Pointing out, he's pointing out the. He's pointing out the hypocrisy within the WWE fan. Okay, then I would do that as with, well as he's. Put,
1: if this is a one-time thing where you did that to try to make the point, and you're never going to dress up as somebody else, and you're never going to do that route again, I think that you accomplish that. I think that if you continue down this road, it just ends up becoming. Ha ha! Look at this. And Dolph Ziggler is not supposed to be the the ha ha guy. Um, I I think that there are performers that can do that. I don't think that's his role. If what if he if this was his one vignette to say. You guys suck because you don 't respect my talent and you don 't respect uh, who I am and you don 't respect my ability and you 'd rather me just put on a pair of hot pants or whatever you know like if that was the one time that you were doing that and now starting next week, your bid is you run down the crowd on how stupid they are i 'm on board with that i 'm not on board with continuing down the obsession of this is, you like, you like this person and you don't like me. I just don't like that, man.
2: I also think you picked the wrong, like, you, yeah, it's like, we like Macho Man because he's one of the all-time great characters and he could wrestle, you know, same with Saddle. That's Santa. the I, point. I, I under, the exactly, point. but I'm saying that
0: he's it, running. He's running down people for hating. He's for... running down, he's running down actual in-ring, like, some of the best in-ring wrestlers. So it's like, he's pretending, like, literally no one is on his left. That's his – because he we know he, he wants to be booed. So we know that people are going to boo him when you say that Macho Man was nothing but a gimmick and he couldn't go in the ring.
2: But his his main thing is you're cheering him bef- because of the character, and he's ri- – that's the problem is he's right. But in doing – in saying he's right, he's saying, yeah, you don't like me because I don't have a character by comparing himself to these all-time he's, great characters. He's
0: not saying he doesn't have a – No, say, he's literally he's said saying – I mean saying,
2: his character is a
0: wrestler. He
2: has he has no character. There's a difference between a
0: having a. Oh, uh, there's a difference between having a character and having a gimmick. For example, <sighs> The Rock is not really a char- Is not really a gimmick. Right, right. Stone, Stone Cold is not really a, a gimmick.
1: Right, you're not playing a clown. The Undertaker or something like that. is a gimmick. Yes, right. Yes. I understand what That's you're saying, the point
2: of thinking. right? I think it's a. I, I think I think it veers dangerously down the landstorm boring route.
1: Well, but no, no, no. I would I would go the other route with saying, okay, well, is Naomi really a gimmick or is Naomi just a character? You know what I mean? Like I and I, I, I don't I don't know. I didn't. You know what? It, I, here's what I will tell you. I think this really was. It reeks to me of them not really having a plan. And then decided they wanted to do something with Dolph Ziggler. And then the following week, they didn't really know what they wanted to do with it. So they punted at it again. And then when they did it, it wasn't really like a. So he came out dressed up as other people? Like that didn't really sound like it was a big re unveiling of Dolph Ziggler. It sounds like Dolph Ziggler making sort of relevant points about Dolph Ziggler. Like I, it smells to me like they wanted to do something with Dolph Ziggler, but didn't know what they wanted to do with him. So they fired the gun. And then they said, we bet we should have probably aimed. And I don't know, man, like I, I personally, this is awkward because I love Dolph Ziggler. And the I, truth can't is, w-
0: I can't wait, I can't wait for like, a, I can't wait for like a month when you guys are the biggest Dolph Ziggler fans. Well, hang on, <laughs> no, no, no. you're wrong no, about that. Is- I'm already
1: the biggest Dolph Ziggler fan on the face of the planet. I can't be a bigger Dolph Ziggler fan. Like, what are you talking about? I fucking love Dolph Ziggler. And so I, one, didn't think any of this was necessary to begin with because fucking, hey, every time you make him a face, he's pretty well over. Um, people are actually usually pretty into him. It's just that he's better as a heel. So, I, it's all kind of flimsy to me to begin with. Like, the truth is that that same crowd would probably look at you and be like, yeah, we actually largely like the guy. <laughs> like, there's nothing really that we have against Dolph Ziggler except for when he acts like an asshole. Then we don't like him. Like, it's it's all kind of weird to me. Look, if they go in another direction and he just berates crowds and talks about how great he is for a month... I'll probably be on board with that because Dolph Ziggler's fucking great and he should berate for crowds and talk about how great he is. I'll probably get on board with that. I just thought this segment to me fell flat. I thought this was... I, I don't know what I was waiting for. I don't know what I wanted it to be, but it just fell flat. It was just Dolph Ziggler kind of playing dress-up. And, like, I kind of got the point the first time. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't need you to keep putting on other wrestlers' outfits in order for me to understand what it is that you were trying to say. It just sort of... It didn't feel like there was anything there. It just sort of felt that way to me. But at the end of the day, if Dolph Ziggler is involved with an important part of the show, that's a victory because Dolph Ziggler is the shit. I mean, he is fucking incredible. He's a goddamn Hall of Famer. He's amazing. He's one of Correct. the best performers of the last 10 years, the last 15 years. And he should get um, great opportunities to do great things. So... If if this is the way you got to go about doing it, fine. Go about doing it this way because if it gets more Dolph Ziggler in my life, I'm for more Dolph Ziggler in my life.
2: I'm, I'm just this this almost feels to me like a uh, playing out the string storyline and gimmick. I, I I'm, I'm a little concerned about that one, and we're going to be hearing New Japan rumors with him soon.
3: Uh,
0: Which, by the way, he'd be awesome in New I'm Japan. I'm sure he would
1: be. I'm sure he would be awesome in New Japan. Uh, is there anything else from SmackDown? You know, here's, here's
0: the go. thing. Here's here's yeah uh, yeah I got a question to ask you guys. Whenever they do these mega Shows and there's three title matches. It's rare all three are retained. What do you? What belt do you think's dropping next week? Mm, good point.
2: New Day. I, I think New Day retain uh, regains the titles because I I think that there, there's a part of me I, that really, I think so as well. Yeah, there's there's a part of me that that has me thinking. uh you know, they're they're looking at the New Day. They said, okay, we've already done the super long reign with them. Yeah.
1: let's just
0: start racking up the title reigns.
1: I mean, it makes more sense than the others. I mean, it's, it's not, gonna... not
0: not even just not e- not not even just that, but it also extends the feud of the Usos and the New Day.
1: Uh, that's true. That's true. That's absolutely and, and, and true. Then, and that's, and and that's hammer, a good thing. And,
0: and, and, that who, hell in and who doesn't want that? No, no, no. Who does, well, but I, you don't necessarily oh my need that I mean, you oh could, though. Oh, my God. New Day versus Usos to the Hell to sell? Yeah. Yeah. You could.
1: Yeah. You're right about you that. You
0: know what? I already know, I already know how they're going to because it's a street fight in Vegas. So I'm sure whichever person is not in the match is going to get involved from the new day. Is going to get involved in the match, and that's how they're going to win. And then they're going to say, "Let's have a hell in a cell to c- keep that person out."
1: Um, I mean, sure, <laughs> it works for me. Works for me. Yeah, and I they, look, Ty Dillinger's not winning the belt. I mean, that's obviously not Corbin. Anything. You know,
2: it, this is heading towards Styles Corbin.
1: So. Um, you know, is there is there an argument for giving it back to Naomi? Like, I, I guess. I mean, like that. You could, right? I- but.
2: It just depends where you're going if, if you're bringing Charlotte and Becky back into the picture, then Natalia is more likely if Carmel is seen... on the verge of a of a cash in, then Naomi makes more sense, just depends where you're going from here
1: yeah, I mean, that would be the other one that would be possible possible no well I mean just that would be as far as a, a title change or a cash in sure it should work yeah I mean if they had Naomi win and then Carmel immediately cashed in right afterwards, that would yeah. that would make a lot of sense. Not stuck yeah, that would make a lot of sense
0: also um we pretty much covered all of SmackDown so before we go into the next segment I just wanted to point out that Aaron is an asshole because well, I mean come Rick on Flair is up Rick Flair is up and having a good time and he's looking great and he's back better yeah, he than is. ever and I'm I'm happy for that but Aaron didn't want us to talk about Rick Flair being in the hospital cuz he thought what if he dies then we're going to talk about him I all was, week he tried week. I he literally attempted to twice. murder Rick Flair
2: I tried to murder Rick Flair um I, I was in a dark place that day
1: yeah you tried to murder rick flair for the you and really you tried to do it in the name of ratings what a son of a bitch you are you tried to murder our greatest hey, american
2: hey, wwe did i'm just following vince's yeah, lead shut here shut up
1: shut up you're a bad guy and accept that you're a bad guy say i aaron am a dick
2: i am a murdering bastard
1: well i said dick but that's fine you can go with that as well um all right i we... will use that clip for the future <laughs> <laughs> When we come back in, we will get into Raw. That's next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron, and he's
0: the main event.
1: A.J. Francis. This is Jobbing Out. Press Box's Project Game Day is back at halftime of every game. Glenn Clark goes live on Pressbox's Facebook page to chat about how the Ravens have performed thus far. And after the game, Glenn is joined by the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard to break down all aspects of what went right or wrong for Baltimore. Watch live at Facebook.com slash sports. Project Game Day is presented by ParXL and also brought to you by the U.S. Army. We'll see you for Project Game Day. Welcome back in. It is segment number two of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, and... The main event, AJ Francis. Uh, what was that song that uh, we just came back with AJ from uh, from OTA?
0: Uh, it is Olympic Gold. Yeah. Uh, it jam. is my single. It is the best song that you've ever heard. Um, and the music video will be out within the next week and a half. Uh, we shot it in College Park. Me and Jay Lou. You know, we both went to Maryland. That's where we met. So we figured that would be a dope spot to shoot it. Um, there's actually, like, we're just filming me, like, on the field, on the 50-yard line, like, in the stadium, uh, doing stuff there, just all throughout College Park, Cornerstone. Um, it's just, it's a, it's dope, uh, it's a dope video, and the song itself is crazy, and it's gotten, you know, it gets played on DC radio every day, so. That's cool.
1: That's really, really cool. Again, the record is out, really, right now, as you talk, so go pick it up uh from aj or as as he's known frank go pick it up all right um so let's get into raw and then we're going to touch on something else in this segment as well that we've been waiting to touch on um we'll begin with uh i guess we begin with the main event because it was cool i mean it was it was super cool but this is sort of like what they've got when when they don't have something they just say have Braun Strowman look amazing, and they're like, "All right, well, they'll just go have Braun Strowman look amazing." That's not a bad way to go. It's, though. it's not. It's entertaining it's, it's, as, as hell, especially if you
2: again, if, if you're pushing him more and more towards that face territory. That, it's definitely not. A bad was way.
0: that was that really? Was that really Big Show? Like people are saying he's retiring.
2: Um. See, I don't. I don't think that he's he's done. Done, but it wouldn't surprise me to if you know we didn't see him again for. You know, until Mania season or something to pop uh, up.
1: I mean, but, like, do you think they have a plan for him for Mania? Like, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they were like, yeah, dude, it's cool, you know. I mean, the, the only
2: reason to, that I think it, it might be is I had noticed, you know, you had, like, Kevin Owens and a couple other people just kind of saying nice things about Big Show after that match. Man. So it's, it's, it's plausible. I, I hope not because as, we've, as it's been shown over the past year, uh, if you don't overuse Big Show, he's awesome. He can get things done as long as he's not. You know, the problem is when he's there every single week, becoming a major part. He gets a little bit overexposed. But when he's used like this, he has a. He's very, very useful to the WWE. Uh,
1: I agree.
0: I think he serves. I others. mean, was that not, that was that not the greatest elbow drop you ever seen in your
1: life? I mean, it was pretty good. Other than Kyrie Sainz, yeah, maybe. I mean, it was pretty good. Um, <laughs> look, I you know I I'm with Aaron that I hope it's not, but if it was, it was, and that's a a neat thing for them to do for him and and let him have, but. In general, they've they've clearly shown that they're willing to just say, "Let's build the entire show around Braun Strowman looking like a badass." And I mean, I, I'm good I, with I, it. yeah. I'll watch that, right? Like, if you do that, you say, "Here's what we're gonna do." It's not really gonna make all that much sense, and it doesn't really uh, do accomplish anything in storyline. But it's gonna involve Braun Strowman just looking doing things that other human beings can't do. All right, cool. I'll tune in. Yeah, you got me. So, so
0: you you think that Braun is uh. You think Braun is eventually going to turn phase? How?
2: Just keep doing what you're doing. Just having him be a badass. Already, he's not really doing anything heelish. You know, over the past, you know, I don't know how long. I can't remember the last time he did something truly, truly heelish.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, I guess you could say after after the match, throwing him, throwing the Big Show through the 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 ring. Was heelish. That's, okay. a, that's a heelish thing to do. There's You can't get around that. That's a heelish thing to do because the match was over. Heelish?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it. Goes, just because goes, I thought that he because he was clearly a heel in that situation.
1: Well, yeah, just post-match. Post Post post-match, post-match. I mean, yeah. in
0: the match, though,
2: you could very make it – you know, he was the – Almost build as the not build, but the match story was almost him, the babyface overcoming the odds with a bigger giant.
1: Well, I think they should be going to. I don't. I think we should get over the Braun Strowman as a heel thing. Yeah, we're we're tuning into the show because we want to see Braun Strowman do something incredible.
2: It's what I said after SummerSlam is for the very first time I could see him being the the babyface star
1: of the show. Absolutely, which it seems impossible for a monster type character, but I. They're they're clearly this is not this is how many times they built an entire show around. You're gonna watch because Braun Strowman is gonna do something impossible.
2: He's the most compelling person in WWE right now.
1: Wow. Um, I mean,
2: I, he may not be the most compelling. Like you could say other people are better wrestlers, hard. but as far as who are who are you most likely to tune in to see do something right. crazy? It's it's Braun Strowman.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's wrong. that's not wrong. It's not wrong, and I think because of that, you can make him a face fairly easily. Um, but you can't you can't have him throw dudes through the ring after a match is over and be a face. like it just That doesn't work. Um, now, if you're into it, you're going to be into it, and you're kind of not going to care, because you're just like, holy shit, that's cool. And so, you know, it, I still think they could accomplish it, because I do still think that even within the context of it being a heel thing to do, it's still, my God, this is amazing what we're watching. I'm so compelled by this human being that... I sort of don't care. I just want to watch him participate in feats of strength. Um, you know, might not want to invite him over for Festivus because, you know, like he's probably going to embarrass you. But <laughs> like, um, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I, it's funny because there's a part of me that would be like, this This is sort of lazy booking, right? It's just lazy to build your entire show around, watch one dude do something cool until you see it. and Then you're like, Fuck, it is cool. Like, it's super cool. It's so great. It's
2: so funny where, you know, over the past decade or so, especially the indie fans have have started. You know, we love the smaller guys. We love the AJ Styles. We love the Daniel Bryans. We love these guys who can fly around and do it. Over the past six months to a year, we're starting to remember, oh, yeah, we love big hosses going at it.
3: But again,
1: it's been
0: two separate shows, right? But but That's not true. That's not true. They still hate the best big horse in the world. Uh, <laughs> Ding! <laughs> but but like it, it
2: struck home this week because the Mets that everybody was raving about for bola, which is you know traditionally the for the smaller guys and stuff. Was Donovan Dijak and Keith Lee? Everyone right. was saying like that was the best match of the year. Right, and, and then you had this match. Everyone was raving about this.
1: Donovan Dijak isn't Braun Strowman big as we we talked there, to him about it, that. It but was as, definitely
2: a hoss uh, battle uh, yes. between those two guys. I, I agree
1: with that, and I think that Donovan Dijak is is bigger than even he gives himself credit for. As when we talked to him, I told him that.
3: Um,
1: I I don't you know. What want
0: else to I a was... word that's a little different next time.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't... No, I'm good with it. I'll just leave it alone. <laughs> I mean exactly what you think I mean. Um... I, I don't know what else there is to say about this, really, other than it's cool. Keep going with it, and yes, I think if I think if Braun Strowman becomes champion,
0: I, I, am I an idiot that I really th- like the second time Big Show climbed up and he was looked like he was going to get on top of the cage. I was like, is Big Show really going to try to elbow drop from the top of the cage? I mean, yeah, God. No, for half of a second. For <laughs> half of a second, I was like, "There's no fucking way." No, there no, was there, no, there was no okay, way, and
1: I'll be the one to say it. <laughs> This is the only danger that you get yourself to, is that you're so expecting... Like, do you know the only reason why they're doing this match is because there's going to be something, something. amazing, right? right? They're not just doing a big show Braun Strowman cage match because we are clamoring for a big show Braun Strowman cage match, right? Like, they're doing it because there's something big and over-the-top planned that almost when you get to the part where Braun Strowman throws him out of the ring and the ring kind of... Break, you're like, oh, that's it? Like, there's yeah. this there's this thing oh, yeah. where you, like, think it's going to be even bigger and, like... I know that's cool and I know that it's like a, a like a crazy oh wow like it- you know, like I get it, but there really is a part where, like, oh, that's, that's what we were building up to? Like,
2: Oh, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with I, you. I don't like, know. It, I kind of expected
1: cut, something more. It gets dangerous down
2: the road when it's just like, okay. What it, else can we do? It's, it's like the whole Shane McMahon thing back in the early 2000s. Like, everybody had to top him jumping off of his Titan well, it's, it's, it's
1: the reason why Jackass could only exist for so long, right. right? Like, at some point, you just run out of them. Like, there's only so many stunts that you can pull off. At some point, you're like, well, we already shoved the, 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 the toy car up his ass.
0: What? What do we do now? Like, yeah, mean, we we already we already made him drink and throw up a live goldfish, right? <laughs> like, where, where are we going from
1: here? So there absolutely is some danger to that. We're like, it's cool. You're going to that well is cool, but at some point, like, how often can you go to that well? Like, how often can you just keep doing the thing where you say, "Well, keep watching because he's going to do something amazing." You're like. Well, I've literally already seen him pick up an entire arena and throw <laughs> it. So, what could I see that's you know, like you get to that point where you're like, I don't understand what more he could possibly accomplish, and that's what uh, that's the only concern they end up having in the process. Is oh, that.
2: He's, he's, oh boy, I I don't know if you can do. I was trying to figure out what part of the set can he rip down at this point. You know, like he had the big right. show ripping down the Titantron in the right, past. Right, right. I wonder what he could rip down from there.
1: Um, <laughs> good question. Don't know the answer. We'll find don't out the in upcoming right, yeah, weeks because we know that that's where they're going. Um, Raw was okay this week. It was okay. It was mostly just sort of a a, a continuation. If
2: Miz got a clean win over Jeff Hardy, which was something.
1: It was certainly something that I was huge. That. I agree with like, that. That was huge. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, all for it, all for it, because it involves the Miz still being champion. Kind of, kind of weird that they did it. This I feel week.
0: like they I feel like. I feel like. I feel like within one week the entire company shifted on, on Miz. As in, like,
2: every Cena gave him credit. every opportunity
0: to talk shit. To talk shit about Miz every chance that they get, they could get. Except for every once in a while, somebody be like, like Booker would be like, "This is Miz's best year" or something like that for for literally his entire career. And then in this week, Cena gave him credit. He wins clean over Jeff Hardy. The announcers are praising him the whole time because he's about to pass Honky Tonk Man. Like. It's just I feel like everything flipped on its head. They're like, "Oh, he's had a Hall of Fame career. You know, he's been I'm like what did this come about?" Like I we've we felt this way for a while, but it always felt like the WWE like well, he was it, a great Even heel. though they obviously <laughs> felt this way, they he, they felt this way obviously because they, they keep, gave him all these correct,
1: opportunities. Correct. Yes,
0: right. But but like on camera, on screen, the characters on the show didn't portray as if they took him seriously ever. I hear you. Well, he
2: was, he was the last true like we don't respect you heel in wrestling pretty much and that was a great role for him. So I almost worry that it that finally giving cr- giving him credit might end up being a bad thing in right. the long run. Somehow some way
1: yeah, it's not something you don't um, want.
2: I, I do think that what you said about the uh the title I think is a big thing. I think they want to establish Miz is the great. They they really like to say, you know, a current guy is the greatest champion of all time. So I think as they continue, as he passes everybody, they want to put him in a position where yeah, an incredible person. You. So
0: how many how many more days how many, how many more days does he need to hold it to be number one?
3: I, I
1: don't I don't know that answer at all. Um, let's
0: look. look let's looking. look. It's twenty seventeen. Let's see how fast we can find out.
1: Um, you know, I Come on, does it doesn't matter. Okay, here's my real question, though. Does it matter?
2: Yes. Does it matter if he's the longest? Yeah. No, not really. Um, well, you
0: guys. Yeah. no it doesn't no, it doesn't matter that he's the longest. I just want to know how many days it is
3: um
0: hold
2: on, I'm pulling it up got Wikipedia up here, just got scroll I got it
0: right here rains Com- oh no combine did- oh he still
2: got about six months
0: okay, no uh you got yeah, he got about two hundred
2: days, yeah,
0: a little bit less than two hundred days yep um the best part about this is that if you look at everyone else in the top ten, uh, only one other person has more than three title reigns. Miz has seven. And the people that are in the top three, Pedro Morales, Don Morocco, and tongue Man, the three of them combined for five reigns. Oh, yeah.
1: It's pretty funny. But they, obviously, they didn't t- change the title as often yeah, then. Right. right. I mean, it was a different era, hey, but still. Quick,
0: quick, quick trivia. Are you looking at the screen, Glenn? I am not. Uh, quick trivia. Who is the only person in the top ten of title reign, uh, intercontinental title reigns, uh, that has more than three.
1: Only person cool. in the top ten of intercontinental title, Chris- other than the Miz, obviously. Uh, Chris Jericho. He's no. not
2: in the top ten for a length.
1: Really? Oh, because yeah, he always, he, did he have,
3: always
0: yeah, had yeah, a long. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a good point.
3: Nine. He had. has the most reigns. He, he, but...
0: Yeah, he has. He has a. Uh, he has five, nine reigns, and he's he's fifteenth on the list.
1: Wow. Yeah. Um, damn man! I uh, there's, a,
2: there's a reason he's asking this.
1: I mean, if it was our truth, I'd lose my shit. No, no, but no, it's, it's not, not our, our truth. truth. No. I, I don't. I don't know. Tell me.
0: It's. A, uh, I'll give you a hint. He likes his hair fried, dyed. <laughs> oh!
1: <laughs> well, I do love. I do love all. I will never forget the glorious. I would say, frankly, the greatest. And, and let's still tell the truth. I don't usually last eight minutes. So. <laughs>
0: You know, he made it longer than...
1: Never mind. All right, that was really poor joke telling. Um, anyway, the moral of the story I, is... The... I,
0: appreciate, I appreciate the attempt. Last question I have. Yes. You'll never get this. I'll bet you 100 bucks if you get it. Aaron, actually, I, I take that bet back because Aaron will just show you what the screen says and then split the money with you because you're both pieces of shit and I'm not <laughs> in the same room with you. Yeah, but it, who, is, who, is, who is 11th on the list? I have oh, no idea. You know, no, I don't think you're not getting it? <laughs> I,
1: have I have no clue. Ever... Uh, ravishing Rick Rude.
0: No, it is Wade Barrett. Is it really? Yeah, well, he, he had yeah. one real long. Well,
1: run. I mean, I mean, he's an idiot because he um, he was once Mister Alicia Fox and decided not to be Mister Alicia Fox any longer, and so he's a fucking moron. So you know, I mean, yeah, it did it did free her up though to find a new
2: man, man beast. beast, man, man beast. beast. <laughs> man beast.
1: Um, what else we need to cover from Raw?
2: Do we want to get to the women here? We can get to the women. All right. Um, um, so I like the fatal four way. I'll, I'll say it right there. I yeah, like the fact that because you know Alexa Sasha's fine, but we've seen it for three there, or four there times now. There still is
1: this weird like is one of these is one of these other people supposed to be a face? Like is it one face and three heels, or are there supposed to be two heels and two faces in this mix?
0: I think it's I'm one of on, three. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. It kind of seems like there's four heels in the. In
1: yeah, this. I mean, you can make an argument for that. You can make an argument for it. There's no doubt about that. But
0: at least because that back, that backstage segment between uh uh, Sasha uh between and... Sasha and Alexa, right? Like I know Sasha's supposed to be the face, but okay,
3: but she is. Kind of came off is, like they were both heels. And, yeah, and as, as we talked more about before, me. in the
1: WWE world, if if you're supposed to be a heel, a face, you are a face. If you're supposed to be a heel, you are a heel. That's the way it goes. But are any of the other three supposed to be faces or like? Are they trying to get
2: them to be? You could make a case, maybe Naya. Kind of seemed like Alexa was.
1: Yeah, like
2: it really. It really depends how you feel about Alexa and Naya. (laughs) Like,
0: I guess I don't. I I think I think I think this is all just so Naya can win the title by pinning uh, um, uh, Emma. 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 Sorry.
2: No, I think it's for Emma to win the title because Emma is everything.
1: Well, Emma is everything. I got no problem with that. But I just it's, it's... I would not I would not hate that. Emma was the one that was shoehorned into this. The other 3, you know, yeah. obviously it makes sense. And they shoehorned Emma in and that's that's fine. There's nothing wrong with shoehorning Emma in, but that's sort of what makes you think she's only the, there to take a pin. Like, right. there's no other logical reason why it, it Emma would be like in the championship match. It feels like they're
2: building towards that triple threat. They didn't want it right here, so they wanted right. to hold off the triple threat for a little bit down the line, so let's put Emma in.
1: Right. Um, this brings us to a, the bigger conversation, which is the one that Aaron wants to have and the one that he tried to have la- or like last week and then we had to remind him, no, you're being an effing asshole. That's not how we do things on this show. Um... We have a free agent. We don't know where she's headed, but uh, if you watch NXT this week, you know we got to the part where Asuka said goodbye. Um, which sort of remember we had this lengthy conversation about what they were doing with Asuka after SummerSlam, and you know if we had just waited a couple of hours, we would have had her answer. Uh, I'm there's a part of me that's that's, that's really disappointed in this, right? Like, because there's a part of me that that feels as though she could do more, but really what more. And it, we...
2: it just depends on how they use her on the main roster. It, that, that's what it comes down to. It's, it's what I said before. I was a little disappointed Ember didn't win because I thought there was an opportunity there to truly elevate Ember. Uh, it, it just depends what they do. You know, If they have her go on a two-year run on the main roster, wonderful. I'm all for it if they have her- I
0: think I think the plan is I think I think the plan is for Nia to win the belt have uh Nia, Nia look like the unstoppable monster heel all the way to WrestleMania all the while you're building up Asuka and then Asuka takes on, on Nia for the title at WrestleMania and more and, uh the, the it would be like the woman Andre Hogan
1: I mean, yeah. yes, yes, that's yes. That's what they should do. And so you both are in agreement that Asuka should go to Raw, and I'm fine with the idea of Asuka going to Raw. I think it makes I more. Think you s-
2: need it. I think they, you need it more than on Raw, more than SmackDown. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, I, there's no. But I think it's wrong other, to say you. We just talked about it. What, who's the other face other than Sasha? Who's right. not even really acting like right? A right but, but Asuka's not really a
1: face. Like she is because everybody just loves Asuka. But she is. But, she's
0: she, is face. she is the woman. She's. She shows up just like you guys said with Bobby Roode. The moment she shows up, she's a face.
1: Um, I I probably agree with that. I now you can
0: you can make her a heel now, but you
1: also and you also debuted Bobby Roode in front of a different crowd, which allowed that to sort of set things up.
0: Yeah, but I think Oscar is a big. Enough star that people are going to cheer the shit out of her. I
1: tend to agree and with you. Like, yeah, and even it doesn't, look, look even when she a was girl. a heel in NXT, she was still being treated as though she was a face because it's fucking Asuka. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so I get it. I'm just my point being like I I, I don't know that they suddenly make her happy go lucky and and a baby face, they just have her show up be Asuka, and because she's Asuka, she's a face.
0: She's Goldberg.
3: Right.
2: That's
1: what right. she you
0: right. have is. Her, do you have her do you have, you ever show up and kick Emma's head off her shoulders like she did in NXT? And then people are like, oh, we like her.
1: Yes.
2: Yes. Exactly.
1: Um, yeah, I tend to think that's the case. I tend to think that's the case. Look, I am in agreement. I think that Asuka's better. I, I think the only problem I had with what you said was that you said like they need her. I don't think Ron needs her. No, no, need her
2: more than SmackDown her. need her. But I don't
1: think either one of them necessarily needs her. No, which
2: is why I was fine with her saying on which the Which to me
1: experience. is, and that's I tend to agree with that, and it's also which makes this kick so much ass, is that there's so much that can be done here because... Um, she's, she's Asuka, and she can only elevate everyone that she's around. But then there is the other awkward... Th- always the awkward thing about if you make someone a buzzsaw is that, as I've said before, as much as I, l- I, l- I desperately want them to have multiple women's storylines, the WWE tends to have a problem where, if it's not related around the belt, they can't figure out what to do with these women. And when you have one character who's just running through and being a buzzsaw, if that person gets the belt and is just... It, it, they, they they tend to not they struggle with creating other storylines. My hope is that in the immediacy, the presence of Asuka allows for that to be the secondary storyline, right? You can have a title picture and then you can have Asuka just being Asuka, and now you've got two storylines. But the moment those two things are sort of intertwined with each other, that's when it becomes problematic for me because you want Asuka to But
0: but I don't think I don't think that'll be a problem because when I'm, a, we're all assuming that when she gets in the title picture, it's not probably not going to be against Alexa Bliss. It's probably not going to be against Bailey, and it's probably not going to be against Sasha. Sasha's the one.
2: Sasha, I could say. One,
0: I could see, I could see Sasha, Oscar too. But I'm under the impression it's going to be Nia and Oscar when she gets into the title picture. So that means that you have the likes of Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks not involved in the title picture, and you're going to find a way to get them on, on the show.
1: Um, that's, that's true. I, but we've said that about other people before. You know what I mean? Like, we've, where is Becky Lynch currently? Like, we've said
0: before. But that, but that, the reason, the reason that she's not in a major part is because there are two women's storylines on SmackDown.
1: Okay. Well, I, in fairness, if it involves Becky Lynch, I wouldn't have a problem with a third. But I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Um, I, I just it's always a danger. It's always a danger with WWE because they just tend to struggle with these tropes. Look, the the money in the bank briefcase helps a ton in creating an additional women's storyline, right? Like it, it 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 has to. You've got you've you've created a, a future champion in there. So it helps a, a lot when it comes to storylines. But outside of those types of things, they tend to struggle to make the women function the way that they regularly make the male performers function, which is Blood feuds don't always have to involve, you know, having a belt or a briefcase or something along those lines. That is one area where they've continued to struggle. That's all I'm saying. I I think really? that Oscar helps in every way cuz she's Oscar. I just worry a little bit about that because it's something that has continued even with even during the women's revolution. Yeah.
2: I mean my, my one concern with it is just when Vince gets her hands that his hands on her, he won't do it right. Like I, I think at this point you have to continue the buzzsaw storyline. She's Asuka, you have the streak going, you have all that, you gotta treat it as something special. You can't have her losing to Sasha Banks two months after she I mean, comes this on. is
1: the problem that we had with Bailey, right? Like that they he did not understand how the Bailey right. character worked. Um at all. He just didn't get it. And he immediately had her there was no overcoming the odds. There were never any odds. All she ever got was opportunities, and you couldn't have that person be an underdog. There was no way that the Bailey character that showed up on WWE programming was ever an underdog at all. Like, you couldn't create that scenario, and it, the only thing you can fathom, and in talking to some people that would know, is that Vince just didn't get the character. Like, he he saw the part that he saw, and he liked that part, but he just never bought into the other part of the character. And And yes, I think there's reason to worry about the same thing with Asuka, which is, you know, if you if you take that away from her, it's not it's not as if Asuka isn't still awesome. And you can do a credible storyline where it involves her losing at some point. Like everybody has to lose. Right. You can't go undefeated forever. Uh um, well. well Okay. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Reasonable. And I'd be in favor of it going. And if it's on Asuka, for, Yeah, yeah right? I'm not gonna argue with her going undefeated forever. But you also can't have her lose her first match like you can't or
2: even I, I think you have to have it be a while especially because you had this opportunity and and that's the one thing that makes me wonder is is how much how much of this is because of the injury or did they just say okay well you're going to be out for a little bit anyways so right. i we think the it's timing a better just idea. works out right and and did they know this before the the ember match i'm, I'm just going back to the ember match here i right. trying to think okay and if it
1: wasn't— Well, this is you being bitter that they didn't have her lose in NXT. Well, I
2: just want—I I want the loss to be special. That, yeah. That's kind of what I'm saying. And my one concern is once Vince gets his hands right, he'll on blow her, that. he'll blow that special. No,
1: I, I don't think there's nothing—look, based on the evidence that's presented, you have every right to have that fear. Um, I, I hope so, too. i I guess maybe there's a hope that they're going to do more— working with Vince and the characters that are already arriving, I get that it's Vince and he's going to do what he's going to do because he's Vince McMahon. And in fairness to him, he's got a pretty, you know, like here's, here's his mountain of evidence as to why you should just let him do what he's going to do. Right? Like he'll tell you that if you ever had that conversation with him, but I hear you. Yeah. You
0: ever heard of the rock or stone cold? I I mean, I'm not, it's unfair for me to rip. Or triple H or. Correct.
1: (laughs) We're, we're reasonably pointing out our concerns about Vince, but if we're being fair, Hello, he's, he's, this pile over here. On, yes. You know what I mean? Like, he's had hello. his hits. He's had his misses. Yes, there's that.
2: I just don't want Oscar to be one of those I, misses. I
1: fully understand. I care too much about Oscar. All right. Um, do not, does not look like we're going to have a guest this week. So in the third segment, let's prepare a quick count, and uh, why don't we think about a top five, maybe? All right? We haven't done that in a while. Why don't we think about a top five? So that's still coming. I'm Glenn. Uh, he's Aaron, and
0: he's... The... The... M- <laughs>
1: A.J. Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Working as part of a team is strong. Working with a team of more than a million soldiers is Army Strong. Join the U.S. Army and train in one of more than 150 career fields that's more options than any other military branch. Visit your local Army recruiter or log on to GoArmy.com for more. There's Strong and then there's Army Strong, paid for by the United States Army. Money for college, more than 150 career paths, up to $40,000 signing bonus. Visit GoArmy.com forty K bonus. join now here on jobbing out man i had to let the guys go for this one and it's a bummer because i know they would have freaking loved talking to this dude but i am stoked to talk to him he is a man that you've been seeing on ring of honor for a long time and more importantly he is coming uh to our neck of the woods friday night in philly at the wrestle factory for pwe he is cheeseburger and he joins us here on jobbing out cheeseburger it's glenn it's good to talk to you man Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this week. Oh, uh, no problem, no problem at all. How are you? I'm great, man. All right, so we gotta get through this to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I know the story is out there, I know it exists. Mm-hmm. How did you become cheeseburger considering you look like a man who's never consumed one in your entire life? <laughs>
4: uh it it was uh, a nickname when I first started at the dojo. Uh it was just like a running joke with uh oh that boy's still so skinny, he needs to eat some cheeseburgers. <laughs> so that was the kind of Nick- that's kind of the nickname I had for a while and like in the dojo and then like people at the at the shows that they didn't want to know my real name, they would just know me like ass cheeseburger. <laughs> so that's just, like that just what everybody called me for that for that period. So uh but, uh at and I believe it was January of two thousand thirteen, I made my kind of like unofficial R O H debut where it was I was doing like a ring I was ringside, like collecting streamers and Charlie Haas called me into the ring and he like Yelled at me on the mic, and he just called me cheeseburger in the uh, in the promo, and then the, the whole crowd started chanting it. So, uh, when I got to the back there like, well, maybe maybe we have something here. So kind of <laughs> like that's where I started really running with it, and that's how I became my ring name.
1: Okay, but but you probably don't enjoy that many cheeseburgers, right? I mean, like you just don't look like a man who's regularly headed down to like Five Guys.
4: No, no, no. I like I like a good cheeseburger. Damn you know, I have I have a couple of I have like my, my uh my favorite burger spots I there's like a, there's a burger bar in Pittsburgh where Ring of Honor is going in uh, a few months that has my favorite burger. It's called Burgatory in Pittsburgh. It's uh it's it's my favorite burger place. What, I'm, okay. actually, I'm actually not a fan of Five Guys.
1: Oh, okay. Well, actually, I'm cool with that because I'm not a Five Guys guy either.
4: Um, no, and I think I'm not a fan of Five Guys at all.
1: Okay, so this this is actually really important. If Cheeseburger was going about building the perfect cheeseburger, or if there were to say be, a, let's say uh, the place in Pittsburgh wanted to make a cheeseburger, cheeseburger, yeah. build your burger for me. What would it look like? It's nothing nothing
4: too complicated. Like a, like a nice burger, uh, nice burger, medium. Uh, as far as cheese, usually Swiss. Ooh, uh, grilled on grilled onions, uh, bacon, and avocado. Okay, usually just ketchup. Usually just ketchup for the sauce, unless there's like a special
1: like house sauce or something. Okay, like you that. know what? But this,
4: this... avocado is definitely
1: a must on the burger. I'm I'm good with that. I'm totally good with avocado yeah. on the burger. I'm all in. Let's make it happen. Let's make some <laughs> money. Wherever we start, I don't know where we go, but we make it happen. What's the place? For, all right, so pe- people that are going up for PWE tomorrow night in Philadelphia. When you're in Philly, obviously this is this is your home, right? Like this yep. is this is the way it goes. Uh,
4: Yes, yes and no. I'm like I'm like a little bit outside of Philly. I would consider like I would
3: consider New Jersey more my
1: Okay. Home. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. But you spend a lot of time in Philly, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me where is the spot for you to get a a cheesesteak or a roast pork? Like what's the joint that somebody has to hit up if they're going up there this weekend for PWE?
4: There's a couple of different options. I would say my personal preference would be Tony Luke's. There's okay. a, of course, Pat Pat and Geno's are one of the famous ones. But, but are you really
1: I down mean, I, with Pat's and Gino's? Like, I can't, I can't do nah, it,
4: I'm man. Not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not a fan. I, uh, I I like. I prefer Tony Luke's. I've heard good things uh, about. Uh, I believe it's a uh, Prince's King of Steaks, yep. on, like, South Street. Okay.
1: Okay. I,
4: I haven't tried it. I heard good things about that place. So.
1: If uh, have you tried John's Roast Pork?
4: Oh, I was going to bring that up. I have not tried John's dude, Roast Pork. I, I need to.
1: Dude. St- like, don't, Whatever you're doing tomorrow, change yeah. your plans. Okay. Get to John's Roast Pork. It's I effing need, amazing. Yeah, I need to try John's Roast it's Pork. It's effing that's, amazing. That's, that's not on my list. And really, who wouldn't take their food advice from literally the skinniest man that they have ever seen in their entire life? That is Cheeseburger, (laughs) who joins us here on Jobbing Out. Hey, man, so uh, PWE, this is such a cool thing. We had Eric in studio a couple weeks ago. Um, I I love wrestling that's different. Like, I love people taking a chance on things. I think it's why people have gravitated to other promotions. I just love doing things that are a little bit different, a little bit cool, and not the same thing that everybody else does. How much fun Thanks. is it for you to be around the guys with PWE and just doing something that's a little bit different than your typical wrestling show?
4: Oh, I absolutely love it. Like uh, you know, Eric. Eric has a great mind for wrestling, and uh, he I've known for years, and it's really cool to kind of see him like take that leap to like actually running his own, his own promotion and actually putting. Put, he's done a lot of time and effort into it, and he's not just trying to have like you know a couple of matches here and there. He's Trying to build like a, his own universe and his own stories and these characters that people are familiar with, so he's he's putting a lot of effort into it, and, and like it's really showing. Like they're they're having like consistently larger and larger crowds, and it's, he's just building the fan base right now. and It's really growing.
1: No, it's 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 cool. Clearly, people are into it, and again, like it's the you know like there's a million there's a million wrestling companies in the world, right? There's a million indies yep. in the world, it, and like just doing things, taking some chances doing some things that aren't exactly the same as everyone else, like, that's, yes. that's something worth supporting. Absolutely, absolutely. You, um, you're an interesting person and an interesting performer in professional wrestling. <laughs> yeah, not, but not just, like, it's the obvious thing is because of your size, right? Like, people see you and they think, there's just no way this dude is a professional wrestler. Like, that couldn't be the case whatsoever. Oh, absolutely. But, like, for example, um, I was just talking to a buddy of mine the other day. He was like, you know, I had never heard Cheeseburger talk until he mm-hmm. cut the promo the other night at Ring of Honor, and, like, I never expected his voice to be so deep. Like, I just, it, it, it caught me off guard so much. Like, how much do you feel like people still don't know about you because all they think about is you're so little, you're so, you know, not the traditional look for a professional wrestler?
4: Well, yeah, like, I, I would say, like, just, just in terms of the way I, like, in terms of the way I wrestle, I would say that's, that's the thing you do. Know about me at least just because for so long I've you know my match has been kind of like you know about 90-10 where it's like oh she's like avoiding the bigger guy and like just kind of getting like some offense here and there but like I'm like 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 I, I really enjoy like that like British style of, like chaining like I know lucha I know like British style I, I like I know all these different styles that I've learned just throughout my years of training and now like I help teach at the dojo so like. And once, like, like, given the opportunity, like, I can, like, go with various different styles, and I'm, like, once I get the opportunity to, like, show those, like, showcase that those different styles, I think people will see, like, I have, like, a very broad grasp on professional wrestling. That's why I'm really excited for people to watch, uh, the match I had on, uh, uh, I, I believe it's airing this week with, uh, me and Will Ferrar, like, yeah. predict, uh, yeah, yeah. Match our big uh, in matching a few. So, I, uh, I break out some, like, some, Do stuff that people had never seen me do before, so I'm really excited to see uh, people's reactions. That's awesome, man.
1: That's awesome. Do you feel like, um, you know, Ring of Honor is so important? Obviously, has been for guys that are a bit undersized, right? Like Mm -hmm. that that have have so much more skills than you might realize. Um, Yep. Those guys do. How how much do you feel as though the wrestling world has sort of changed and come around to the idea that, like, you know, hey, it's worked for. Daniel Bryan, and it's worked for AJ Styles, mm-hmm. and it's worked for insert one thousand names here. That the stigma maybe is kind of it's it's over. Like you know, it doesn't yes. matter. You can be the best wrestler on the face of the planet, even if you don't look like you know The Rock.
4: Well, of, of course, I think I think that perception. Yeah, I think that perception is like it's a uh, people with that mentality, like are uh, uh, for lack of a better words, a uh, dying breed. Just because so many guys have like made that jump. You know, like Daniel Bryan, and you look at Okay, of course kevin owens kevin kevin owens kevin steen like he has a different look than everybody he's just a he's just a huge star guys like guy i think people for so many years people got just this what they got a cookie cutter yeah. version of what a wrestler should be now like people are really opening their minds like people with different looks you know like i think i think it's awesome that so many guys now are like allowed to wrestle like not just trunks and boots, you know, guys who are wrestling in jeans and yeah. t-shirts and stuff like that. And, like, I know a lot of people look down on that, but I think if it fits the character, I think it's cool. Like, you know, like Dean Ambrose and Luke, like, Dean Ambrose and Luke Harper, like, they're they're guys that, you know, look like they're ready for a street fighter. They're in a white beater and, White beater and jeans and they're just ready to go. I think that's I think that's cool,
1: right? I know I'm with like, you, man. Like this because it, it works. It, like the characters are so important, right? For for professional yeah. wrestling, you can't have everybody just look the exact same way, or else what. What am I supposed to be into? Like, what am I supposed well, nobody, to? Grasp? Nobody become nobody special if everyone looks the same. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and that's why I find it so cool. And I feel like Ring of Honor has been very much sort of in the front of that for a number of years at this point. Yes,
4: yes, I agree. Like you, you look up and down at roster. We have so many guys with different looks, different body types. Yeah, you have someone like you know someone like Cody Rhodes, who's like very, very handsome, clean cut, like yep. in great shape. Like, uh, and then you go like someone like uh, like me, you know, a smaller guy, very skinny. You know, beer city bruiser, big guy in trunks, uh, Dalton, who's like very, very handsome, very <laughs> flamboyant, like yes. something like that. You know, yes. like uh, guys like like. There's so many different like different looks. Like in our company, I think it gives people a nice little variety show.
1: Cheeseburger is with us here on jobbing out as uh, we're talking about PWE coming up uh, Friday night in Philadelphia at the Wrestle Factory, forty-seven eleven Wingate Street. Go on Twitter at PWE Shows in order to find out more. It's going to be a really awesome time. Um, uh, Cheeseburger, let me let me talk to you about. Um, you mentioned Will Farrar and what you guys are doing. This is obviously a huge program for the two of you um yep. and and something that's been building for a long time when you've worked with somebody for so long you know as as a partner right like how much does that yep. benefit you when you're working you know in a program in a one-on-one program how much does that help sort of knowing each other so well
4: Yeah, hey, we know we know each other like uh you know we've been brothers for so long and like had that tag team you know not just not just friends but we've been brothers training partner training partners for so many years we know each other like better than we know ourselves almost you know like i know what he does he knows what i do like so like someone competing against someone like that is like it's it's a challenge but a good challenge because you you have that that fight feel we we know someone that well
1: is it is there a amount of nerves this is like a nerdy like uh, inside thing but like when you've worked with somebody for a while and obviously you've been working with guys you know other guys for a long time but is is there a nervousness to it? Like, yes, obviously, there's this blow off, and that's cool, and 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 everything works that way. That's the nature of the business. But is there any nervousness to? Okay, then what next?
4: Uh yes, I think so. But I think that's a I think that's a good problem to have. You know, like with wrestlers, like especially like uh, with how you know how short careers can be, you never want to get too complacent. So like I'm always thinking about what that next thing is. Like like uh, I'm thinking like, all right, how can I reinvent myself? Like, all right, what what, like, what's my next step, like, when, say, people, like, say, cheeseburger kind of becomes a little stale, like, how can I keep this going, but, like, in a new way, how can I reinvent myself, or what ideas can I come up with for the future, so I think that's a good nervousness to have, just not being too complacent, because you never know, like, if you get, if you get too comfortable, like, it could all, it could all end, be over, just in, yeah,
1: like, just in no a flash. no no doubt. You you work as a uh, trainer at the dojo now, right? Yes, absolutely. What's it? You know, what is it that you try to convey when you're working with somebody who comes in? What is it that you're trying to convey to them about you know the the business today about getting into it? As somebody who has succeeded has accomplished things, what right. is it that you want them to know now as you work as a trainer?
4: Uh, I like to tell people they get out of it what they what they put in. You know, if you if you if you want to do well, you have to you have to give you have to give as much you have to give a lot to wrestling. Like, you know, you'll you'll be on the road, you'll miss you'll miss birthdays, miss weddings, miss family events. And you know, wrestling wrestling's a tough career, it's very tough in the body. Like I'll I'll tell people that straight up when they're coming in. Like like you like this thing this is a very this is a very stressful business mentally and physically and you have to be able to handle that. And but if you're willing to put all your work if you're willing to put like maximum effort into it, like nothing but good things can happen for you. Yeah. Like as long as you're willing to put in the effort, wrestling will wrestling will be good for you, will be good for you.
1: Um, uh, This is an important question. Did Leo Rush ruin professional wrestling? No, no. (laughs) No. No. Not at all. What do you, like, when you see something like this happen, you know, look, we like Leo a lot. He's, you know, he's one of our guys from down this way, and we've known Leo for a long time. Um, And, and look, Leo's going on to do some amazing things with his career coming up here shortly, but... When you see something like this blow up the way that it did, like do you sort of say to yourself, God, I hate professional wrestling fans? Like, Do you have this moment where you're like, I'm, I'm grateful that they buy tickets and that they come out, but, God, they are just the worst people on the planet? I thought, to
4: me, the mo- to me I thought it was actually really impressive just because, like, To do that, like going like that, like I'm sure you saw that table. That table was not a normal table. That was a pretty thick table. Like to go through that and then like get right up. I thought that was the most impressive part. I I thought I thought it was awesome personally. I know a lot of people had their thoughts on it. I thought I thought it was great just because you know, like there's no like you know people were talking about him. You know, he got a lot of buzz from it. Like that's at the end of the day, that's what as long as it's good as long as it's good publicity, you know, like, I, like there, people say no such thing as bad publicity. I'll, publicity, I'll, i disagree with that, but people were talking about them, like people were talking about him and Joey. They had an awesome match and people were, people know their names, know their faces. So I think, honestly, I think, it was positive, like the you, despite the negative reaction from a lot of people. I think like the end oh, was positive.
1: Yeah, well, the other thing too is it, it fit his character, right? Like this is it, it's one thing I that, so. if you're just doing it to be an a hole, right? Like if you're just doing it to be a complete jerk. But like this fit the story that he was attempting to tell, which you can't convey right. in a ten second clip.
4: I love I love just like just crazy things in wrestling, like I like like things like that, just like. It's not, like, that's something, like, people won't... People will be talking about that for years to come. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Like, like, people are... Like, it happened, what, like, two months ago? People are still talking about it? Like, yep. I guarantee in a, in a year, two years, three years, people will still... Like, that's something people will never forget that they saw. That's a great so point. I think at the end, like, they both accomplished their goal and making
3: a memorable it, moment.
4: It's like the thing
1: match. with uh, Will Ospreay and Ricochet from earlier in the year, right? Like, you know, the two guys that maybe didn't have the same name recognition, right? And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. they're the hottest things on the entire planet of professional wrestling just because it was so crazy different what they went out and right. did.
4: It's a cool thing, right. man. Like, sometimes controversy is good, you know? People I'm, have their different opinions, but I think... uh like, I, I don't, like, the perception that, oh, this is killing wrestling or something like that is just, that's that's a little overboard, I,
1: I believe. I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly. He's Cheeseburger. He would never kill professional wrestling. I know that. You know, just because you've been around Leo for the last little while, how good is he going to end up being? Like, is he, you know, he's another guy that's a little undersized, right? And, like, you right. don't look at him and you don't see him. But, you know, you you know his skill set. You know what he's capable of. How good is he capable
3: of being?
4: He's great. He's one of the he's one of the like the the fastest rising guys like I, I can remember. And like besides like like maybe like a Matt Riddle or something like yeah. that. Like the how fast he picked up pro wrestling was absolutely mind-boggling. I was uh, uh, I, I remember seeing Leo for the first time. He came to a Ring of Honor trial camp maybe like a year and a half, two years ago, and he was so good at his first camp. But the but the, uh, they were hesitant. Like they were, they gave him a lot of praise, but they told him like you're still so new that you need to get that like world you need to get out there and get like more experience work in different places so because at that time i think he had just been he had kind of just been wrestling like a little bit in the northeast like in maryland yeah, yeah. maybe like philly a little bit so he, he took that advice on and in the next like six months he was just that was when he really started to break out and like get like all over the place where people were like holy holy crap this leo rush guy is like really good yeah he so was he going out to like seattle
1: another... and stuff like that
4: yeah, yeah he, was, he was starting to wrestle all over the united states he might have went overseas at that point i'm not sure yet but uh he came back like six months later to the next always trial camp and blew everybody away. And they're like, "Thank, like you took our advice, you got, you got better. You're you're really good. Like we like, like you're you're like pretty much a prodigy." And like that's when like he really he started getting opportunities for Ring of Honor and then won the top prospect tournament and they got signed. And they said, "No, well,
1: oh, and and look, obviously he is where he is now, and he's uh, there's no signs of stopping that, which is awesome." Well, we know that uh, Cheeseburger is going to be where he is Friday night in Philadelphia for PWE. It's such a cool company; they put on such cool shows. You need to get up there and check them out at the Wrestle Factory. And again, you can find them on Twitter at PWE Shows. It's at PWE Shows is how you can find out more about the show Friday night. Uh, Cheeseburger, what can we plug for you, man? I know you are on uh, Twitter at Cheeseburger R O H, but what else can we plug for you?
4: Uh, there's Instagram, which is R O H Cheeseburger. Uh, Twitter Cheeseburger R O H because someone stole it.
1: Uh, well, I first found it <laughs> for Twitter, and uh,
4: but I got the Instagram, which is R O H Cheeseburger. Uh, I have Pro S and T store, you know Pro S and T slash Cheeseburger. Uh, I also have shirts on Ring of Honor com. I have about two or three shirts, I believe, still in stock right now. So you can go to Ring of Wrestling dot com and uh, check out my shirts there. Awesome.
1: Awesome. Hey, man, uh, love watching you. You're a hell of a performer, dude, Um, and it's really cool to get a chance to chat with you. Uh, Looking forward to seeing you real soon, hopefully up there at PWE this weekend. We'll try to say hello, all right? Yes, please. What they gonna do with
0: that? What they gonna do with that? Young, young, black and paid, what they gonna do with
1: that? Back in for segment number three. It is jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, and of course,
0: the main event.
1: AJ Francis. Um, this is once. Yeah, I know. But it was you You like, OK, I don't know if it's just because of your computer, but like it took you like five seconds after I had said. And of course, it's for you to respond. And course, so I pause. was just <laughs> totally thrown off by what was going on. It's my fault. All well, we all, blame. I
0: mean, I'm in via satellite, obviously.
1: Right. It's like on CNN when somebody asks a question and then you got to wait the three seconds. before Right. They can answer the question like you got that going on.
0: Um, what was uh, that? You guys got me on tape late because you don't trust what I'm going to say. Well, there is that. There is that. true. Is yeah. that. <laughs> no, I mean, no question about it's that Typically one. what you
1: have to say is, uh, Roman Reigns is amazing, Roman Reigns is the greatest performer in the history of ever, and all of you are assholes.
0: So we just, and, you know. And, I mean, yeah, you're right. That's what I say a right. lot. <laughs> <Right. laughs> is, is, is that incorrect?
1: Um, no, it's, it's not incorrect. It's not incorrect. <laughs> um, well, he's, he's not the greatest performer in the history of all time, but you know what I mean. Um, what was that song that we came back to, uh, uh, from break with?
0: Uh, that song is called, uh, P." It is my other single that it gets a lot of play in, uh, on uh, in DC. Um, I have some more songs, you know, on my album, uh, I just shot a music video for "Blessed." I have the music video for "Olympic Gold," like I told you guys. I have two music videos coming out. I'm working them with um, a marketing team now that's going to uh, push the album, and uh, it's just a really, really good time to be frank, you know.
1: Yeah, very good. That's OTA is it's OTA day. OTA is on the way, and so we're OTA the, day. We've been talking it up on today's show. All right, uh, let's get into this week's quick count, some stories that we haven't had the opportunity to talk about that we need to before we get out of here. Aaron, uh, we always let you go off the reservation, and I hear that you're just going completely off the reservation. Oh,
2: yeah, I'm going, uh, in fact, off the reservation in two different directions pretty far from here. All right. Um, Labor Day weekend has become one of the biggest weekends for indie wrestling. Of course, uh, out in receipt at PWG, they have the Battle of Los Angeles, which is, you know, Arguably, I'm actually probably not even arguably anymore. The biggest indie tournament in, uh, definitely in America, if not the entire world. It depends how you uh, determine New Japan. Um, of course, 24 people of the best. They all wrestle, and it turns out to be great show, great match after great match. I mentioned the Donovan dijak Keith Lee matchup uh, earlier in the show, which was supposed to be great. The final three. Uh, tell me if you think this is going to su- uh, this sucks. Ricochet, Jeff Cobb, Keith Lee in a triple threat it match.
1: Certainly does not.
2: Uh, and Ricochet ended up winning, and I believe becomes the first two-time winner of the Battle of Los Angeles. A lot of people think that this was kind of a thank you for doing what you do because you're about to go to WWE. He's wrapping yeah. up his contract with Lucha Underground. In fact, on this week on Lucha Underground, it uh, turns out that his title match at Ultima Lucha will also be a career-versus-title match. So very possible he loses that. He wraps up, and then he ends up in WWE by Rumble season, which wouldn't suck because he's Ricochet, and he's great. Uh, uh,
1: agreed on all accounts.
2: Going the other side, going across the Atlantic. Uh, Although,
1: in fairness, all he really does is flippy shit.
2: Well, yes, but he does flippy shit really, really well.
1: I'm not knocking you into shame, anyway.
2: Shikara had the King of Trios. It was in the UK for the first time. The finals were the Sendai Girls against uh, Strong Style, Pete Those Are those the
1: girls that used to wander around with Gwen Stefani? Yes. No. <laughs> I don't even remember what those uh the Harajuku girls. Is that do I have that part right? I have no idea. If I got that right, I deserve a point.
2: Uh, and that match I saw a few clips of it and it's kind of wonderful to see Pete Dunne catching a uh, small Japanese girl I'm, off the top of a. I'm a, sure that would suck. A on a top of a, a makeshift castle as they're diving. Gross. Yeah, it, it, it's Gross. all. It was all wonderful.
1: Remember when the WWE was going to have a UK division? Do I you do guys remember, remember that? that. Sorta, kinda. Do you even vaguely remember they were going to do this whole UK thing and there's going to be a?
0: It's t- still possible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> Is it though? Remember they? Remember they had a, a tournament and I was like, boy, they should have had a TV show ready to announce <laughs> afterwards and. I feel like maybe AJ said, like, they got plenty of time to do it. It's okay. And I was like, I, I think they really effed they this one do. up. They think they really effed this one up. They, st- yeah, they still have time. No, they, you're right. They still have all the time in the world. Forever, frankly. Forever. In order to figure it yeah. out. And that's a good thing they did that tournament, though. Yep. Crowned the new champion. New champion. Crowned the new champion. And,
2: and, cr- and had another title change they later on. Another
1: title change. They, had, they changed hands on the title. But I, it, I don't want to get into it. Anyway. <laughs> Moving forward. Um yeah I mean I'm sure that all of that was dope and I it, I I wish I wish I had more time in my in my world in order to really uh, uh, invest in it I unfortunately will need you to just send me a couple clips that I have to see okay Okay uh, sounds very good Very good Uh was there anything else or we can move on to number We can two. move on to number 2 Number 2 there was um some a, a rumor uh that came out about um a member of the perhaps a member of the Hall of Fame class Dave Meltzer uh reported the WWE is considering one David Bautista to be uh, the the featured member of the 2018 class of the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, there's a bunch of stuff here. Cool. One, yeah. Does, does, does he
0: deserve it? Yes. Yes. Of course. Obviously. Does he kind of suck that that means he's not going to probably wrestle over again? Yeah. I mean, for but, WWE. Yeah, that kind of sucks.
1: In fairness, he is 48 years old. Like, you, you know, it probably is about. I get it. It's Batista, and so we would like to see him do something else again. And he started at a later age than a lot of guys do, so you didn't get the same longevity as as a number of performers will give you. And unfortunately, he walked away for a while. And so it was. It really was a very truncated version. I think he
0: would be the. Per- I think he would be the perfect person to come out at number thirty in the Royal Rumble. Like, he's not going to win.
3: Well, as long be, as Daniel like, Bryan, yeah, I'll go involved. It's like, yeah. <laughs> there,
1: there's a little bit of a dicey situation <laughs> any time you think as about uh, Batista. As, as long as they can't ruin a Daniel Bryan victory. Oh, oh, yeah.
0: oh that's right. Hold on, hold on. Uh, no, you guys are forgetting the fact. It's like... It's cool and hip to think Batista's cool now because of Gardens of the Galaxy. So he's going to get a huge pop when he comes back. Uh,
1: yes. Probably would. But if he As was, long as Daniel Bryan's yes, not there. If, even, even if he was Drax the Destroyer and he came back and Daniel he better, Bryan— He better come back as Drax the Destroyer then. Well, I mean, there's, there's no way he's not getting a huge pop for that. Um, look, I'm all in on that— Well, he,
0: can, he can't come back as Drax the Destroyer because then he has to
1: win. Right. Yes, he has to. Correct. Look, I'm all in on Big Dave, a uh, DC guy, obviously, a uh, uh, huge uh, fan of the, the teams in this area, and um, more woke than I realized he was. Like, Dave Batista, if you just guessed, you'd think was probably like a conservative. Not at all. No. He is uh, the opposite of that. He is, uh, he is a rather woke young man. Uh, not young man, anyway. Um, lot to like there. Is he a headliner for a Hall of Fame class? I, I yes. can be I mean as
2: far as yes, mainstream attention goes, like I, that's yes. going to get yeah.
1: Yeah, okay, because yes. because he's because yes. he's Drax. Right. Yeah, you're, you're, all you're, right. I, I'd say yes. I'd
2: say without Drax, yes. you could argue no, but yes. with Drax,
1: he is. <laughs> I feel like AJ maybe yes. disagrees with that part. I feel like AJ maybe has an opinion. Yes,
0: about he is. Okay, like well, that is the dumbest thing you've ever said. He's in a billion I, dollar movie well, franchise. I know, but it did tries. you hear what Aaron just and said? And he's. <laughs> Yeah. No, he was too he said
1: yes. Yeah, I mean, he said if if it hadn't been for Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh,
0: yeah. Just like, yeah, like if my aunt had a dick, she'd be my uncle. <laughs> I mean,
1: Now, wait a second. If she chooses to go by aunt, then no, she wouldn't. And who are you to tell somebody what they are in 2017? Valid, valid, Yeah, valid. yeah. Don't you feel stupid now? Don't you feel bigot. stupid now? AJ the bigot over here. <laughs> um... The moral of the story is that I I think you're right. I think if Dave Ortiz is your headliner, have another, you know, big name in the class, another big wrestling name. That's and it, look, most classes should have two, you know, really big names as well. Um and there's also I think the awkward part where it's like there's a lot of big names that aren't in as well. Like no offense, I'm I'm all for, but like shouldn't The Undertaker be going in this year? Cuz if The Undertaker's going into the Hall of Fame, he's the
2: headliner.
1: Yeah. I I guess the only question is if he's
2: really retired or not, with all these rumors popping up lately. You know,
1: like that's the type of thing that makes you like just sort of. If they're considering Dave Batista as the headliner, that definitely means the Undertaker's not going in because he would be the headliner. Yeah. So why would the Undertaker not be going into the Hall of Fame if the Undertakers retired? There's the
0: if. Could you imagine if they. No, no, no. Could you imagine if Undertaker is going in and Dave Batista's the headliner (laughs) on the celebrity wing? No, no. Even even
2: better if Daniel Bryan's going in and Batista's the headliner. Oh, God.
1: Oh, my God. What a nightmare. What a nightmare. Um, Yeah, that's all. It's just interesting, right? Like, there's a a lot of names that are out there, and Dave Batista's the one that's being considered as the headliner. All good with Dave Batista. All good with him being the headliner. Just interesting about who that means it wouldn't be. For 2018, among the many names that we've discussed. That's all I'm pointing out. I don't really want to go any further than that. Um, And then finally, number three, uh, some news that has not been met kindly by the internet. Uh, WWE performers this year will be working on Christmas.
0: Also on New Year's Day, for the record. Uh, Um,
3: You
0: know what's funny is that, like, it's so funny to me that people have such a problem with that. But nobody gives a fuck about all the athletes that have been doing that for decades.
1: Well, You're, and people are bringing it up. Yes, to Yes, it fair. has come up a great deal. Look, by the way, all the athletes that do that for decades. How about all these like sloppy radio fucks like me that have had to work <laughs> headlines or had holidays for years? Exactly, you that's think what I'm saying. Last like, year, last
0: year we last year we worked Christmas Eve and New Year's Day.
1: Yeah. Last year was the first year ever you know, that yeah, I didn't work. The work NFL on. did move most of the games away from Christmas. though. I a... did have to work on Christmas. The fucking Ravens played. I did. I have not had both Thanksgiving and Christmas off in the in in twenty years. All right, maybe not twenty. I'm only thirty four. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you realize?
0: Do you realize? You ready? To, you ready? You ready to hear something else? It's not just. You see, the thing is. People forget when you're in the football, NFL is the entertainment business. It is. Right, and yeah. so is WWE. When you're in the entertainment business, you have a different schedule than everybody else. A per- perfect example of that being, um, I the only reason I got this Labor Day off is because I was unemployed. Other than that, I have had to do – I've had to, quote-unquote, work yeah. or practice every Labor Day literally since I was 14 years old. Of course. Old. Yeah, sure.
1: Uh, by the way, I had to be out there for most of those too. I just – I was I had the benefit of being allowed to show up hungover. There we go. <laughs> like, that was the difference for me when I had to go cover football practice it, on Labor Day. Here's, of course,
2: the difference between the NBA and the NFL and WWE. WWE can pre-tape it. NFL and NBA now can't. That,
1: and that is the ultimate conversation is – is it wrong – like – is it wrong for them to not just say, hey, we're gonna tape something on the twenty third that can air on the twenty third? That's 23rd. what they've
2: always done in the past.
1: And that look, I'm glad yeah. they're not I'm glad they're not doing the thing they used to do, where they did like a greatest hit show. Right. Because you just you're tuning out. You're not watching that. You're just not. You can't put yourself through the, you know, two, three hours of that.
0: You know what they should? You know what you know it's funny is people you say it, but like What if they decide – you know how they start the new year off every year with, like, amazing shows? Right. What if they decided this year we're going to end the year with an amazing show and start the year with an amazing amazing show? Because, to to be told, there's going to be a lot, a lot of people watching TV on Christmas Day.
1: I'll be the one to say this. I think Christmas – by Christmas night – I'm done. Like let me let me have something else to do. You know right. what I mean? Like now again, it's easy for me to say. I just have to sit down in front of my television. I don't actually have to go work. I don't have to go perform. I don't have to spend the day away from my family. I don't have to be a ticket taker at the arena. That's not like I don't have to worry about any of those things. But by Christmas night, I'm tapped out. I've had enough. Frankly, I'm a look. If you guys don't know me, I'm a little Christmas obsessed. But I'm Christmas obsessed from November 1st until December 24th. On December twenty fifth, I remember like Christmas kind of sucks. My, my weird religious family is being weird and religious. Like I forgot to get something for somebody. Why in the world did my wife's cousin get me something? I don't think we even know each other. Like it's all the shit that you deal with <laughs> on the twenty fifth, right? Like I'm way over the twenty fifth. Everything up to the twenty fifth, I'm good with. Like I'll I'll sing the stupid songs. Your tree's up uh, yeah, already, my, right? My, oh, my tree will go up the day after Halloween. That's the way that it works in my house. I'm all in on everything else until the twenty fifth. The twenty fifth sucks. So my Christmas night.
0: Yeah, see, I have the I, – I, I I. take a moral stance against people like you, Glenn. Ah, uh, uh, what do you think? You're better than I, me? I, I, you can't I, do it before I, Thanksgiving. Yeah, oh, I, go S the yeah, both of you. That's the difference is that I need – I have to show Thanksgiving the respect it deserves. I, so you you think I don't, don't
1: show Thanksgiving <laughs> the respect it deserves? You think I don't if own your tree Thanksgiving? Is up,
0: no, no, no. If your tree is up, no, you don't. I disagree period. wholeheartedly. Anyone who has a Christmas – tree up before thanksgiving doesn't respect i'm sure
1: i'm sure while you've been worried about playing football games i haven't been putting away 12 patty labelle pies the last few thanksgiving all right so i don't need your judgment when it comes to how i treat thanksgiving and did you
0: do it in the shadow of a christmas tree
1: i not in the the direct shadow no i did it
0: a room over from a christmas tree well, guess what? That means you don't care about Thanksgiving because oh, you already bullshit. had your eyes on Christmas.
1: This is bullshit. You call me out on this. The, the moral of the story being, I have no problem with the notion of, of Christmas night there being a distraction because I'm good for it. All that being said, I get it. I, uh, Jeff Hardy's wife in particular came out very aggressively on Twitter and was very pissed off. And then uh, uh, Matt Hardy's wife, Reby, followed up with a, a lesser you know sort of take. She's got her own problems to deal with this week, obviously, given her employer. Um I, I, it is hard for me to feel bad because, like again, all I've ever done is work on holidays. It's all I know is working on holidays. Like it, it happens. You know what normally happens when you work on a holiday? You come in and say, "By the way, on the twenty eighth, I don't feel like working today." Uh, you know, like typically in most companies, you can you get a little bit of a, a benefit for the fact that you were willing to work on a holiday. Um, I don't know, man. Like I just. I'm the wrong. I'm the wrong person because I understand why people are all worked up about it. I also think there's this weird thing that we again like do where not everybody celebrates Christmas. Like the fact that we try to live in this yep. world where Christmas is the scary, most important thing in the world, despite the fact that there's like a huge population of people, uh, including we recently dis- Aaron recently discovered he was Jewish. I mean that was a that was a revelation <laughs> that was made in the course of the last year. He hates Christmas. He hates God. That's right. He hates all of those. Th- oh no, Jesus, not God. Yeah, you're good with with God. You God's just, okay. You hate Jesus. That's right. Means, I, I, it's so hard to keep. I, up I, with I all just want to crucify him over right, and over correct, again.
0: Over and you want him to die. So uh, what's, what's your what's your stance on the Holy Spirit? Because this is com-
1: mm, yeah, I am confused. I, I have three no three, idea what that three is. Three whole parts. <laughs> right. No, and, I
2: I know Jesus because I want to crucify him, but I have no idea you know, what this whole. Aaron
1: recently discovered he was Jewish. Now, obviously, he needs something to watch on Christmas because he's just going to be sitting around in his underpants eating Chinese food. So, you know what? Maybe the pro wrestlers can go I perform. Chinese, I,
0: I, I get Chinese food every Christmas Eve. That's a tradition.
1: Do you really? Oh. I mean, what's better than yeah, Chinese it, food? It, it, I was, was going to say, parents, it's a yeah, great right? tradition. You, you yeah. open,
0: the, that's what the you in-laws know, do. Yeah. You, open one gift, you open one gift on Christmas Eve <laughs> while you eat Chinese food. I mean, that
1: sounds and watch great. A Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah, it sounds kind of great. I might want to incorporate yeah. that into my life. I used to just get Christmas Eve was always my drinking night. Like, I, but drinking like that's the only night I ever drank by myself, right? Like everybody else would go to bed, I would sit up and like, and I would drink something disturbing, like like brandy. Like I would drink something that I'd be like, "Why am I doing this? Like, what is wrong with me?" Yeah, but now
2: you got to stay up and start wrapping uh, oh, presents. God, it's a
1: nightmare. Oh, it's a nightmare. It's like he started to figure out who Santa Claus is, yeah. right? And you're like, Ugh. Can't keep up the charade all year long. You know what? Bur- Does he have an elf on a shelf yet? Oh, he definitely has an elf on his Aaron. That's I, the- I just want to make sure. Let me tell this: the greatest thing that ever happened to the world was the elf on the shelf. Oh yeah, because you get the kids start acting up. Uh-huh. Right? Oh, like, uh-huh. what you the- see right there? What the you elf. see right there? Oh my God! Thank God for the elf on the shelf.
2: Here's what it comes down to. If it's live, there better be a reason for it live. Like, if it's just a kind of throwaway show, like yeah, the Christmas Yeah, they're just doing Christmas shows. theme. But Santa's Little Helper man, Right. If it's right. that,
1: then they could have taped it. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I, look, look, I'm the wrong person, too, because I always bitch about whenever Raw isn't live. Like, I'm always the one that says I hate that. And so I guess I'm the reason why the wrestlers have to work on Christmas this year. So You're a jerk. I'd apologize, but I got to fucking work every Christmas, so I don't care. So, so very sorry. Let's Same. Get, let's get into our top five. Uh, you guys came up with this, so you, one of you set it up for me.
0: AJ? Uh, actually, I came up with it. Oh. Do not give Aaron any credit. He does not I'm deserve it. So sorry. Um, uh, in honor of Ric Flair kicking out at two um, and continuing on with his life, and it's awesome, I'm not dead yet, motherfucker, T-shirts, I thought, you know, why don't we do a top five in which um, we talk about five, our top five. Characters or gimmicks, you know, uh, that have had near-death experiences that the public may not know, know about.
1: Okay, okay. So just perhaps something that maybe didn't get as much uh, attention as Ric Flair when it when it or occurred. as Shane McMahon or as Correct. Shane McMahon yes. when it occurred. Yeah, it just Correct.
0: it was it was you know a lot of them happened before you know the so big social media boom. You know, yeah. so, uh, you know, it just wasn't as covered as much. OK, but there, right. there's a lot of there's a lot of things and there's a lot of things now that have been swept under the rug by the machine. So,
3: <laughs> right. um, you know, it, right the machine. goes both.
0: OK.
1: All right. Well, let me let me because, again, I, I'm, I'm still trying to figure this out. So maybe I need to hear one of yours and I'll understand. it.
0: OK. All right. I, all right. So I'm the main event. So I was start and finish. Right. So I'm going to start. Um, what people don't know about the. Uh, Uh, The Undertaker is that he actually died in the fire that Kane was brutally uh, burned in. Now you say that but but I'm pretty sure everyone knows The
1: Undertaker died. He is the dead man.
0: Yeah, but but that's what I'm saying. (laughs) But he died in that fire but because he he was already dead he didn't actually die.
1: It's like that double negative thing.
0: He just went to sleep for a little bit and then he woke up he felt better ah you know what this
1: all makes way more sense now it makes way more yeah. sense all right well i think i understand where you're going with this aaron do you have an example i i do actually uh remember paul birchall
2: paul birchall vaguely yes yeah he, vaguely uh, he, he became a pirate and he got <laughs> he said, <"Vaguely."> really <laughs> and <laughs> into being a pirate oh god he, he, he was lost at sea for oh, a month no. when he was trying to be a pirate oh, no. Eventually, somehow, Coast Guard ended up finding him, tracking him down on the verge of death there. Right. But because he got so into being a pirate, Paul Burchill had a near-death experience. My
1: God. That is that is terrifying. That is terrifying. All right, my yeah. number five. Um, and again, as we learned later on in life, it wouldn't have been a problem if he had just hung out with Terry Balea instead. But sadly... And may he rest in peace, really. The Macho Man Randy Savage, when they were hanging out together as the Mega Powers, did not know how far away he needed to stand from Hulk Hogan. (laughs) And one day, he walked into the locker room, he tapped Hulk Hogan on the shoulder, Hulk turned around. And he
0: was only ten inches away.
1: Correct. He was only ten inches away. Hulk turned around, and the force... Actually, nearly killed Macho Man Randy Savage. It was very, very. It was a very scary situation for all involved. But again, if he had just hung out with Terry Balea instead of Hulk Hogan, would have been he totally fine. Would have been, in, would have been yeah. in no danger whatsoever. But he was just—he was within ten inches of the Hulkster, and unfortunately, you just can't surprise the Hulkster like that and come up and tap him on the shoulder because then when he spun around, the the sheer magnitude of the force nearly ended the life of the Macho Man, Randy Savage. It's a true story. It's a true story that a lot of people didn't hear about. Your number four, uh, AJ? Uh
0: my number four. Uh you know, a lot of people don't know. So everybody knows the 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 beginning part of the story. Uh where DX got on a tank and invaded WCW. Yes. Um and it's one of the big it's one of the biggest things that ever happened in the Monday Night Wars and in wrestling period. It was it was a huge moment. But what people don't know is that after they left the arena of trying to get in to WCW, uh, they were met by the United States Army on the street. What? And the United, the, yeah, the United States Army actually was afraid that D-Generation X was trying to overthrow the government, and that's why they came out in this tank. Holy
2: crap! So, Foreign army going so into Richmond, it yeah. A,
0: it, it was. It was almost. It was, and it was in Virginia, and you know they don't play that shit. That's in Virginia. a great idea. So right, yeah. So at that time. What ended up happening was the only reason that the U.S. Army didn't open fire on Degeneration generation X is because if you go back and you watch those uh, mid-90s uh, uh, episodes of Raw from that they tape in D.C., you can actually see Hillary Clinton showing her boobs to Triple <laughs> H in the crowd. It's actually – it's, it's really quick. It's really quick. So because of that, you know – Hillary Clinton's a big DX fan. She told Bill to calm down not to open fire on DX. And that's the only reason they're here today.
1: This is, uh, this wow. is a revelation. This is <laughs> that, that was really this detailed. Is shocking. <laughs> I surprised this isn't on the WWE network anywhere. I can't believe it. Wow. That's amazing. All right, uh Aaron? Um Nunzio is the was the leader
2: of the FBI, which basically for, uh was sort of a mafia, you could say, of the WWE. They controlled the WWE territory. Unfortunately, as the mob, as they toured Occasionally, they crossed into uh, some other mob territory. That's not good.
1: Oh no! Came
2: almost. uh, Some guns were pulled. Oh my god! Luckily, APA were there to host a card game. Everybody uh, kind of came
1: together. Yeah,
2: came together over some beers. But it got dicey in some locations there. as the FBI crossed into some of the mob territory. Oh
1: my word! That is. This is frightening, you know what I mean? Like, this is, thank God for the APA. We, let's make sure we say that. Recent guest, Ron Simmons and the APA, thankfully they were there. Uh, boys, you may remember uh, an incident. This might get to my number four. Uh, in 2005, uh, the WWE held a Survivor Series pay-per-view in uh, Detroit, Michigan. And there was a moment uh, after a match that featured uh, Booker T and Chris Benoit where one, a lot of people think that, that Vince McMahon nearly died, well, he did die the one time in his, in his limo, but he actually nearly died this time before that. Because after that match, he saw John Cena walking around in the hallway, and he proceeded to walk up to John Cena and, and use a, a term that I'm not allowed to use. Um, at, uh, it, 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 it didn't have a hard R, but I still think it's probably better for me to, to not use it. Did he just say that? Uh. And so, yes, Booker T actually walked up to him and said, tell me you didn't just say that. Now, a lot of people think that's where it ended. But those people forget that this event actually happened in Detroit. And there was a crowd waiting for Vince McMahon afterwards. It was a very, very – uh, you remember the scene from Detroit? Hopefully in... it
0: wasn't the crowd like the movie Detroit.
1: Yeah, hopefully not like that. Oh, my God, right? Um, I was actually – remember uh, in uh, Straight Outta Compton – what happened at the concert in Detroit. Do you remember that? It was a lot like that scene. Thankfully, Booker T was there to say, guys, no, he didn't just say that. Mm. And that quelled the crowd, (laughs) and everyone was okay, and they all moved on with their lives. But it was a very nervous moment for Mr. McMahon after the Survivor Series show in Detroit. A lot of people don't know that. Number three, AJ.
0: Uh, my number three. Uh, a lot of people don't know that Bootios actually, if you read the fine print of the ingredients, it actually contains flakes of booty. What? Uh, so I thought they made sure yes, I it wasn't does. booty. No, 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 no.
2: Well, this you, is it's like a, it's like, like a vaccine. So
0: not no, it's like a vaccine. You put it's it into vac- your
1: system. So what do I? I don't know. Any, I don't understand anything in the world anymore. I thought Bootios were keeping so, not
0: So what happened was. You remember when Kofi was, quote-unquote, injured right before WrestleMania? I do vaguely remember that, yeah. As much. Well, well, his injury, actually, it was covered up by the machine, but his injury, actually, was uh, a, a very, very, very severe case of pink eye yes. from oh. Big E pouring booty-o's oh in Kofi Kingston's face. And it, once again, if you just read the box... It clearly says, when Biggie pours this on your face, close your eyes. It says it. And then it it says it. But Kofi Kingston, being the daredevil that he is, has been his whole career. He left his eyes open, like, looking Uh, in the sun.
1: son of a bitch. During an eclipse.
0: And he ended up getting a very severe case of pink eye that almost killed him. It almost killed him, for God's sake. Oh,
1: for God. This is ridiculous. All right. Well, I'm glad everything got settled. Is there still booty in my booty-os, though?
0: Absolutely, you need it. It's like when they had it's cocaine vaccine and vaccine. Co- co- Come on, uh, dude.
1: God, I, I don't know how I feel about any of this. I don't know how I feel about it. All right, you're number three. Uh, I have great respect
2: for anyone who's a construction worker. They have a very tough job, it very is. dangerous job at it's times. thankless, too. Thank- thankless. And if someone you know, tries to do it and they're not trained to do it, bad things can happen. Oh, that's so true. Well, what we had was an aristocrat... William Regal, decide one day he could just be a real man's man. No, he can't. He can be a construction worker. That's not his role. Well, I mean, chainsaw accidents, nail gun accidents, fell off a beam. There's a reason why all of a sudden he showed up and was just an aristocrat again, a little bit of a snob. It's true. Because he was this close to death after falling off a beam on a construction site and William Regal learned you can't just say you're a real man's man. It's true without
1: training. It's, it's a great. You know what? It's a great. Point. And, and what a lot of
0: people don't. What a lot of people don't know about that incident, Aaron, is that, that the only reason that he didn't die when he fell from that beam is because he no sold it.
1: Um, is that true? Is that true?
0: Um, yeah. he's, I... he's, he no sold it, so the pain and the injury didn't didn't occur as much as it should have. But if he'd have sold it, he'd be dead.
1: Um, okay, I mean. I mean, such is life. Such is life. All right. By the way, I just got a message from uh, Eli Drake. I, would, I, I, I don't think we're going to be able to do it. Okay. Unfortunately. Okay. Unfortunately. But that's all right. I, he, I think he still would like to come on with us. Hopefully hopefully, as yes. things uh, yes. settle down a bit. I, I don't think it would even – I'll explain off the air. Okay. Um, all right. My number three. Uh, actually, this was, this was not a near death. Sadly, this was an actual death. And it remains a mystery to this day. And it's something that actually occurred very recently. Um, I don't know you you guys, maybe even noticed that he was gone, but sadly, we no longer are with Elias Sampson. No, no, he's gone. Uh, yeah, it's gone. Oh yeah, true. He's gone forever, and and with no explanation as to what happened to Elias Sampson. Now, there are great performers all over RAW, right? Like I, I obviously am a big R Truth fan. I think we all enjoy the work of Braun Strowman. There's a new guy named Elias who's mm-hmm. good. Um, there are other quality performers on Raw. But sadly, Elias Sampson died. And there was very little yeah, fanfare for an active WWE performer. Typically, you know, any active WWE. If you, if, if you, they, they do a whole tribute show to someone when they die, right? Like, Andy, yeah. whoever it is, you get a whole tribute show. Elias Sampson got no such thing despite suffering a, a horrible death. And we still don't know yeah. all the details of it. They Did have been, it have to do with drifting? It might have something to do with being a drifter. I mean, you're out on the road. Yeah, he, drifted, made, he drifted away. He that truly team. drifted away. That's yeah. a great point. He truly drifted away. And again, all of the fine performers that remain on Raw, I enjoy them and, a great and, deal. And,
0: and once again, once again the, the fucking fans, they're the worst because... They All they did was tell him, drift away, and then he And did. then he, he finally did.
1: He just did. He was gone forever. And, I, again, I want you to know, I'm a big fan of Finn Balor. I'm a big fan uh, who doesn't enjoy the work of Bray Wyatt. And the new guy they have, Elias, is also good. Yes. I enjoy him. But it was very sad that Elias Sampson suffered the untimely end that he did. And I just feel as though maybe, maybe as, their, as his employer – the WWE could do, could have done a little bit more to celebrate uh the the times that we had with Lion Samson. That's all. I agree. That's all I have to say.
0: Number 2. I agree completely. Uh my number 2. Uh, as you all know, I have a very good friendship with uh Mojo Raleigh. Um, no, a no time you know guest what of this program. don't know. About- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah <sure. laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um but uh what what people don't know about Mojo Raleigh is that he almost died in Vegas last year. <laughs>
2: Really? This is really? unsurprising.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. And the reason he almost died in Vegas is he brought six chicks that were all nines to his hotel, and he 69 all six oh of them. My for s- oh, my God. Oh, Can six, we keep
2: this in the six, uh, podcast? I don't know if we can keep for, this one
0: in. For, for 69 straight hours, uh, uh. And, he, and he almost died of lack of water and starvation.
1: Um, you know, uh, this week he sent out a tweet that said, I just wanted everybody to know it's the sixth day of the ninth month of the year. Yep. <laughs> just wanted everybody to know that. Oh, Mojo. Just wanted to make sure. <laughs> if, you, if you hadn't heard, it's currently the sixth day of the ninth month of the year.
2: Yeah. Mojo. All
1: right. Aaron, you're number two.
2: Uh, well, we had a very near-death experience a couple years ago with, uh, Diego of Los Matadores. Wow.
1: Old Diego. <laughs> now, a lot of people don't remember Diego. <laughs> a lot
2: of people don't remember, and then this might be why, because yeah. they didn't they show it. So, he's a matador. He deals with bulls. But most of the time, he's dealing with El Torito. He's practicing with them. He's doing the Olay and, and going by with someone of El Torito's size. And so, that's what he's used to. Fortunately, one day, he's walking around backstage. He encountered, encountered Mantar.
1: Oh, no! Oh, no! So
2: he thought El Torito's oh. size, just have to give him that much space. Mantar, much uh, bigger. Oh, Mantar no. Gordham.
1: Oh, no, that is terrible. Just
0: that absolutely terrible. awful. That is unfortunate. It is, really. You
1: don't want that. Uh, my number two, I don't think you guys are going to be surprised by by this one at all, but my number two, actually, true story, the great Kali nearly died when he attempted to perform a single wrestling move. <laughs> just a very...
3: Very <laughs> sad thing that
1: occurred. He attempted to perform one move that a professional wrestler m- might actually use in their arsenal, and it nearly killed him. It was very, very sad to see. He thankfully, survived and returned to his life of of headbutting and nothing else. It was a, we were all happy to see that that was a good thing. And then my number one, uh, a near death experience. Actually, it was a total death, and it was any time Kevin Nash attempted to use his quad. I thank you. I thank you. I thank yes. you. I thank yes. you.
0: The streak continues. You got, we're, we're we're reaching Ripkin-esque and Hulk Hogan's penis
1: in this one. Did them both. We're we're did them both. We're, we're reaching Ripkin-esque levels here. We're getting there, aren't we? We are getting there. Yep, yeah, very good. Next,
2: uh, my number one, uh, John Cena was hit by a truck they couldn't see him
1: oh god oh oh, Boom. <laughs> all right
0: nice. and aj you're nice. number 1 and my number 1 is uh actually you know this was only reason i know about this is cuz you know I, I i sat with his mom one time at a at a, at a monday night raw in miami uh the rock uh, it's, it's it's something that wwe's kept really close to the chest um that not many people outside the rock's inner circle even know about it. But I, I, you know, I, I sat next to his mom and she told me about a time that he, uh, during the Attitude Era, where well, he almost died of food poisoning because he ate a piece of uh, May Young's Poontang Pie and it was expired, so he <laughs> almost died of food poisoning. <laughs> You know what? You saved it. You yeah. saved
1: it right there, sir. You saved it. Well done. Well <laughs> damn done. Oh, this stupid show. We're
2: still doing it, huh? We're still doing it. I don't know. We might be off the air after yeah. AJ's little.
1: Yeah, well, there was that. All right, uh, let's get some plugs in. AJ, again, the record. Everybody can go pick up. Tell everybody about it one more time, and tell them about the French Sports Academy. uh,
0: uh French Sports Academy. Uh, my dad's doing basketball training. I'm going to start doing football training down here, I suppose, in Orlando. But, uh, uh, yeah, you know, OTA Day is here. Checking it out is 16 tracks, uh, 16 songs, 19 tracks. Uh, I put a lot of time and effort into it. There's three skits. All three of them are hilarious. Um, I, I talk about a lot of stuff on there that a lot of athletes wish that people knew about being an athlete. So it's a OTA stands for Ode to Athletes. So I, I really wanted to put that out and and show everybody that there's other sides to people that just you know, play sports like they want you to stick to your sp- like. Imagine if JJ Watt stuck to sports, yeah, he wouldn't raised all that. Yeah, that'd be a problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So people only want you to stick to sports when they want when they agree with what you're saying. So, um, I just I'm just very grateful for this opportunity. And uh, yeah, it, if you got iTunes, Spotify, Title, Google Play, Pandora, literally anything, the album's on there. Um, go just download it, check it out, listen to it, and uh, enjoy it, man. I, I made it for the fans. I I actually have fans that come to my shows and like and hit me up on Twitter all the time, like asking me when I'm gonna drop a video, when, when what song I should they should listen to, all this. day like it's it's been a great experience. I, I will um, tell my, my mom my to base. stop
1: bothering you. I'm sorry, she's it's,
0: just a big fan. It's okay. It's <laughs> okay. No, I, I've been I've been I've been your mom's been in my DMs way before I started making Wow! Me- oh, wow!
1: wow! Jesus! Wow. Jesus. (laughs) God. My mother's mother's a saint. Dorothy Mantooth is a saint.
0: Jesus. I'm going to take her out to a nice (laughs) Italian dinner, and I'll never call her back.
1: Oh, God. Well, you're a terrible person. What an awful person you are. Uh, All right. And did you plug your Twitter and everything? Did you do that?
0: Oh, yes. You can follow me on Twitter and uh, Instagram at ajfrancis 410 uh, just check it out, and uh, you'll get more updates there. Um, I'm just I'm living life and enjoying it now, and uh, I'm I hopefully I'll be back in uh, D.C. next week, and then we can do the show in Rockville, and Glenn will hate that because he'll have to drive. I really but hate it'll that. totally be worth it. Uh Hopefully,
1: hopefully uh, we can uh, go to the Big boy show on Monday night because that is the current top of my priority list. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. Aaron, you are on Twitter at the Aoster Show Twitter. At dropping Out Show. An email. At show at gmail.com. What do you got coming up, Baltimore Sun Rolling Stone? Yeah, I'll just have some wrestling stuff. Wrestling so Wrestling shit. stuff. I have nothing wrestling necessarily shit. in the pipeline. Um, I am on Twitter at com. I wrote about our interview with Ron Simmons. If you missed that, I wrote about that at the pressboxonline.com. You should check that out there. For Aaron Oster and for.
0: The main event. Vent. 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 Vent.
1: AJ Francis of Nobody. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben. <laughs> jobbing out.
0: OTA on the way.